Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Sunday, December the 6th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty all at the same time. Today, we have a special guest in the house. My good friend, Hannah Eden. And I'm going to rattle off her list of accomplishments here. It is a lot of shit. She's very important. If you guys do not know her... You are about to. She is a fitness entrepreneur to start. <laughs> right? Is that right? Yeah. Is that how I describe you? <laughs> That's it. Um, she began her fitness journey doing CrossFit, which is terrible. I'm kidding. Cross, <laughs> CrossFit, CrossFit is fine, you guys. Um, since then, she's reinvented herself into what we would call a celebrity trainer, entrepreneur, and philanthropist. I think this the first time I ever said that word. In late 2015, the London native founded... Pump Fit Club, a boutique studio located in Fort Lauderdale. Let me list off all the other really important stuff here. She has worked with the brands like Reebok, Men's Health Magazine, the Metashred DVD, which I was painfully a part of as well, Power Dot, Nordic Track, Lululemon, the list goes on. She released her own 28-day Fat Torch DVD with Women's Health, as well as bodybuilding.com's first follow-along live workout, FYR, 30-day trainer, and she has also graced the cover of Oxygen Magazine, and above all that, she does help a shit ton of people all over the world, and is even a better human, so... Hannah, welcome to the podcast. Oh, man, what an epic intro. Thank you so much. That is like probably the most, well, I try to make it kind of professional, but I kind of bullshitted some of that too. <laughs> this is a lot of stuff. It is like when someone like reads mine, like you're on a podcast and they read yours and I'm like, you make me sound so like official. Right. And Wait, I'm, I hope I don't disappoint anyone with what's coming next. <laughs> no, it, it's just, you've just done it, you've done it long enough to where you just tally up all this shit in your life, so... Uh, the important stuff. No more red hair, bro. Oh, dude. You have a hair story. I do indeed. I, I did. I don't, I, again, I don't see anything on Instagram except I, I will say this and this, I just have to share this off the top. Your hair was always, was red. Probably, probably from forever I've known you. Yeah. I think. And then like halfway through this, it started to turn like half black and half red on your videos. And I just assumed, oh, it's a normal quarantine bullshit life. You can't get your hair done. So when Heather, my wife, would complain about doing her hair, I'm like, well, Hannah's not doing her hair. I'm like, you'll be fine too. And then oddly, finally enough, you go to the same haircut place where it's like $900 a fucking haircut, <laughs> which is crazy. But I'm sure there's a story. So what is the, the whole hair story if you want to share it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I got into my career and had red hair, which was a big statement that drew a lot of attention. And I was also a lot younger, so I think I was trying to find my way and trying to be noticed and seen in, in the fitness space. So the hair definitely did it, and it was a blessing and a curse. I loved having red hair at the beginning because it was something that I wanted to do for me. But then along the way, it became extremely evident that I was very well recognized as being the girl with red hair. And that was like something that irked me inside because it's like the biggest fear of dying is being recognized as someone with red hair that can jump and, I don't know, swing some crazy shit around, you know, it's not a pretty cool thing to know. I'd rather be recognized and known for more than just my appearance, my aesthetic. So it was a battle because I had this fear that it was my identity. Like I wasn't going to get hired if I didn't have red hair. So I stayed in it for a lot longer than I should have with 
awareness that my hair was literally falling out but I just didn't want to get rid of it because I thought that if I didn't have red hair that I'd have no career and I'd be absolutely worthless is that is that why you it, it really was falling out yeah like straight up falling out so I you know bleaching your hair the way that I was doing it for seven to eight years of red hair every four to five weeks putting poison into your scalp that it would bleed and like scab every four to six weeks just to get it white blonde so I could put red right over the top of it and it just after a while I was like fuck this I'm done here and it just started to snap in my hands it was crazy that is actually gnarly that that yeah because I will say like when even here most of the time when we will tell a story I'll describe somebody like if it's like and I always use like you BJ and Lex as the easiest examples because probably the most recognizable people in terms of like my Instagram circle of that stuff and I'm like it's like you know Hannah like I don't know who she I'm like the girl with red hair people like oh shit yeah her I'm like the crazy girl yeah I can't do the stuff she does but yeah it does become super self-identifying and I would go into meetings whenever I was in this space like okay maybe I need to step away from the red hair and and stop damaging my 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 health or my head and also to kind of just be confident with who I am and not just being recognized as the girl with red hair. I'd sit in me- marketing meetings with these big companies and they'd be like, you know what, it's so great having you, Hannah. You don't even need to speak. People just see you, they see the red hair and it's like, all right, it's Hannah. I'm like, oh shit, okay. So these all these little comments just kept getting to me over and over again until whenever quarantine hit. I mean, my hair used to be down to my hips and so thick and so healthy and it was like about two inches snapped away from my scalp and just patches of it just falling out I'm like this is ridiculous I'm supposed to be a health practitioner right and practice what I preach I'm aware of what I put in my body I try and take care of myself but yet I'm poisoning and putting a bunch of crap in my scalp that is seeping into my system every four to six weeks like this isn't good so had a big identity crisis with that but then as soon as it shifted it became very apparent that it was never that you know and so now it's gone. Thank fuck. <laughs> now I've got white bed sheets. It's great. Yeah. And you chopped it off too. I did. Yeah. That's because it was so dead. And so what do they, t- like, does some, do you go talk to like a hair person? Like, who deals with that? Like your haircut lady? Yeah. And she's like, hey, if you stop doing this, it will kind of grow back or it'll be. Yeah. And I was in denial. I had a, a really good friend of mine do my hair and she did such a good job because she kept the integrity of my hair. So sometimes there would be like little patches of brown and it, I didn't know anything about hair. So I was like, oh, she's just not doing a good job, you know? So I got a different hairstylist that for four years, my hair was bright ass red. Like there was not one patch of it that wasn't red, but wasn't really protecting it or caring about the integrity of it. It was just like, let's keep it red. So just over-processing it over time, I should have stayed with my friend that kept my head healthy and just over-processing. And at some point it's going to say no. That's gnarly, dude. Mm -hmm. So the lesson, don't bleach your hair forever. Exactly. Do not bleach your hair. <laughs> that is gnarly. Hey, I knew there was a story, but I'm like, it looks good though. Thank you, I appreciate it. You paid for it. Oh yes, I did. Where? Let's give your let's give the salon a shout out since my wife goes there too. Where do you guys get absolutely. your hair? Absolutely. So it's Habit Salon, and my girl is Alicia. She's absolutely amazing, and they take care of some of the really cool people that have got really cool hair. Yeah, it is not. Uh, it's not cheap. No. Because I see it on the Amex and I'm like, I go, Heather, this is like 20 of my fucking haircuts. I'm like, I don't know what they do, but I'm a dude. So what do I know? But I have to say, you know, from a female standpoint, I didn't realize, I never got why people spent money on their hair because I was naturally blessed with really good hair until I didn't anymore. And then I can 100% understand it. I mean, I'm such a diva. I flew from Florida to a different state to get my hair done because I was so 
upset and like hurt and like shocked by what had happened that I would do anything to make it feel pretty again, you know? So I get it. That is crazy because like she'll drive, because obviously we live here and it's in Gilbert. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you driving to Gilbert to get your hair cut? Which is like, what well, is maybe like 40 minutes or something. But I'm like, you, there's a hundred places to get your hair done. She's like, you don't understand. I'm like, clearly. <laughs> I'm a dude. I don't know. We're dudes. We're dumb. I'm on Heather's side on this one. I support her entirely. She knows. Um, (laughs) So the real stuff. Let's get into, um, well, let's go the, like, way back. Um, Upbringing stuff. Where are you from? How did we get to, into fitness from little kid till we just started saying, hey, maybe I can do this for a living. All right. Let's see if we can keep this short. And you can always cut me off because I can, I can talk. People love it. All right, cool. So I was born and raised in England. Um, I have a beautiful family, but I think that as I'm getting, getting older, I recognize the patterns that have happened throughout my life. Maybe have helped shape to who, me into who I am today. But amazing family, but I was a very rebellious kid and went down a pretty dark path, um, to say the least. I was dating a convicted felon at like 14 years old. Not, nice. not a good place to be. Nice. And a lot of disappointment to the fam, you know? And then my dad had an opportunity to move over to the US and get a new job. So I was get offered, you know, this position to move with my parents, but at that time was not a good kid, was not living at home and was convinced I wasn't going to go. For some reason that I still haven't found the answer to, I got on the plane and uh, landed in America and made the move. And how old were you when you came here? 16. Okay. Absolutely hated my dad for it, you know, because I had never moved house before, let alone country and had to leave all my friends. And it was this really uh, interesting time in my life, but... Six months into being in the US, it was very apparent that I had another opportunity. And in England, I had a bad reputation. I was known as like this bad, rebellious kid. Had often created a lot of disappointment for my parents. So I think having another chance and seeing that the grass is maybe greener and that I'm not a bad human. I've just got like uh, dark streaks within me, you know, that we've got to channel those and like try and find a better life and find family because family has been always instilled into us as, as uh, kids and throughout our lives. And I allowed it to get a little too far away. So I just kind of retreated, came back home, went to Longmeadow, which is a tiny little town in Massachusetts, uh, finished high school. And then from there, went to Florida to go to college for the Art, for art Institute of Photography. And um, that was interesting because I was a really bad kid in England. And then I wanted to become this like good kid when I came over, right? Like to get my life together. Yeah. Then I moved to Florida and then shit hit the fan. Let's just say that. Went back to your old shit. I went back to my old shit, but in a different way. It was like this dark streak. Before it was rebellious behavior. And then Florida, it was like self-sabotaging, like trying to just spiral down this really dark path and was doing a lot of things that were not healthy for my life um, or for me, but still maintaining you know, good grades in school and having multiple jobs of just being this obsessed workhorse and around that time I was bartending um in I was drink slinging and throughout Miami and South Florida and having a very unhealthy lifestyle uh and stumbled across in, in, my, in Miami you had an unhealthy lifestyle yeah I know no. what's up with that you it's, don't say right right that's rough but uh yeah it was pretty brutal pretty dark but this sounds really weird but even though it was a very negative time in my life I had a fucking blast man I had I have no regrets from it but I'm just very glad that I never got too caught up and couldn't come back, you know? Um, but I found CrossFit and it was an accident. It was one of the guys that I worked with in the bar and he had just invested into CrossFit gym and no one really knew what it was. And he's like, come try this thing out. It's called CrossFit. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. 
smoking a pack of cigarettes a day back then, you know, like. Oh, you were smoking oh, heaters yeah, too. Oh yeah. What kind of smoke? Since I was like 12. What, what kind of cigarettes though? Oh man, I used to do, uh, what was my cigarettes? Uh, Marlboro menthol lights. Okay, nice. Maybe 100s if I was feeling real gangster, you know. My, <laughs> dad, my dad smoked uh, Cools. Oh, yeah. For like 30 fucking years. Yeah, disgusting. Oh, man. If I smell cigarettes now, it makes me want to vomit. But I smoked for years, dude. Even in England. Like, that's maybe just an English thing. Like, how many years do you smoke cigarettes for? Oh, God. Probably like six to seven years. From 12 to almost 20, maybe? Yeah. Well, maybe even longer than that, actually, because I probably stopped smoking when I was 21. That's gnarly. That is gnarly, right? I chewed, though, for probably 10 years, too. Like, hardcore. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd wake up in the shower and put a chew in. Like, that's how bad it was at one point. Even when I met Heather, I would still chew when I would get shit-faced. You know, and I used to do that as, like, a social thing. I quit smoking as a habit, and then it used to be, like, a social thing. And then all of a sudden, which, thank God, it happened, like, I was just repulsed by cigarettes. And now I'm still such a judgy person, (laughs) which is horrible because I was that smoker for so many years. But it is so gross. It's disgusting. It's and I terrible. think about the relationship because I've been with Paolo for so many years, my husband, and we've been together for so long and he never smoked. And I used to smoke when we met. Like, can you imagine that? That's gross That's too. That's so disgusting. That's love right there. Right? That, what a dude. You're going to kiss an ashtray like that. That's gnarly. And I remember like smoking in his car. It, it, like, oh. what? That's not okay. That's crazy. What a good dude. I don't know why he ever stuck around. So puffing heaters, getting shit-faced. Yeah, getting shit-faced, just bad, bad things. And then... When I went to CrossFit, I really liked it and I was good at it. And it was like this feeling, right, of like, whoa, like I was getting high and doing all these crazy partying my ass off. Like this was a feeling that almost like gave you the same thing, but it was not toxic for your health in some way. But then I think I got on the total opposite side of that and became so obsessed with it. And that was when we met. Um, And I just dove so hard into CrossFit jumped right in with zero education, bad coaching. What did you do before this? Before, so this is like, what, 2013? 2012 is when I first signed my contract. So what what did you do for fitness before that? Nada. Nothing. Like, no. I was 105 pounds, soaking wet. Like, I was just doing all kinds of stuff. I was so tiny. Did you eat like shit? I just didn't eat. I had a really well, you're bad... Well, smoking, you're smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know, that was my yeah. food. That was breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really amazes me. So I was super, super tiny and had really unhealthy relationships with food, uh, especially my last year of college. Like, I'll never forget being so skinny that my like, parents flew down for this intervention, pretty much, which they will indirectly tell me that's what it was now. But I had no idea, and I think I was just trying to get attention. I honestly do. I was just going and going and going and still getting graded. A grades in school, so I thought that my life was okay, you know, but it was just spiraling out of control. And so you just weren't eating because you're just like fuck. But it wasn't a was it a vanity thing, or you're just like I don't want to eat. Um, I was probably chewing Adderall that I just didn't have an appetite. <laughs> Adderall too. <laughs> Throw yeah. that on top. Oh yeah, man. That shit. I mean, I had a lady here. She did Adderall for, I think, twelve years, which is a long time, apparently. Uh, I don't know that much about it, but she took it, and she would still kind of eat like shit, but not a lot. And was relatively, I would say, thin or lean, if you will. And then she got off of it and started eating better and gained like 20 fucking pounds in a year. Because I don't know what it does to, I don't know if it's like your heart rate or what goes on. But like, she's like, I'm so much more hungry now that I'm not on Adderall every single day. Which I hear that's a problem for people too. 
yeah, it's like a, it's just a, a stimulant, right? Like you're just always pumped, like you're going, going, going that you, you, you don't have an appetite at all. So that with cigarettes is probably a good combo. Yeah. To be oh, that shredded. used to be great. <laughs> Back in the day, that was great. But yeah, it was really, really bad. Shitty time in life, but um, recognized that it was a problem and also had my foot in a very healthy space, right? Which was, wow, like this CrossFit thing, as much as it's hard and heavy and whatever, like it's it's making me see that there's so much more to life and that our bodies, like we should really focus on health, right? So for the first year I was like, putting the work in physically, but I didn't change my diet. I was still Starbucks acai refresher with an almond croissant every morning and probably a cigarette in my mouth while going to the gym, you know? That's uh, insane. I mean, you have good genetics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the fact that you didn't look like, how old were you that? How old is that then? You're uh, in your early was, 20s? Yeah, that was 20, 21, 22. Yeah, you can probably get away with some of it. Like you, people start looking like shit like later after that but again for to not have done fitness like when you're in high school you're doing no sports um i mean when i was younger before i became a total rebel i was to uh, such a dancer like i danced my whole life and gymnastics so that's where i think my mobility okay. yeah. comes from that uh, i tapped into again at an, a later stage in life because you move you move well like you move like an athlete like so there's some people who are in fitness and for people who are listening maybe you don't get it there's some people who look good, but they're fucking terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to say names because I don't want to call people out here because you'll send them messages. But there's people who look good in fitness that, like, we know and you see, they a, they don't know much about movement. Mm -hmm. So they they might look the part because they can do, you know, overhead press. They can do push-ups and squats. They can eat good, but they don't move dynamically at all. Like, you move super well. That's why I ask. So. Thank you. Yeah, I think that must be, like, the dance background. Um that is shining through there. But it was a long time uh, before I got back into anything. So as far as my stage of when I got into CrossFit, I was doing absolutely nothing. So it was great, had a cool year, but I got really, really good, um, really quick and gained a bunch of muscle and a bunch of strength and, and this liberating feeling. I think that my whole life I had always gotten attention, but in a really negative way because I was doing bad things, you know? And this was the first time in my life that I was feeling recognized or, or acknowledged, I guess, by people that were supporting me in a positive way because I was doing good things, you know? And I think that was a turning point for me is like, I'd searched for such a dark space to try and find this feeling and now I found it in like this lightness. So uh, I started to get my act together and like got a nutritionist, repaired my relationship with food and like admitted that I had a total eating disorder and, um, that was the start of like something amazingly beautiful. But at the same time, which is probably two years after where I met you, I had gone too hard in the paint. I went, I was such an extremist. Like I became, just as I was addicted to a substances or this lifestyle, I was now addicted to this feeling of like building this exterior strength of making me feel strong, powerful, whatever. But really like I hadn't fixed anything else internally and was doing a lot of damage to my body. And I hurt myself because I didn't care what it took. I didn't give a shit what it looked like. I wanted to be the fastest, strongest athlete. I had no idea about recovery or maintenance or any, uh, you know, accessory work. It was just, I'm going to lift heavy ass shit every single day of the week. And I'm going to train until I cannot train anymore and lied about pain, you know, pushed through everything else and then did irreversible damage and had two deteriorated discs in my back. And that was a shitty time for me. That's gnarly, bro. To go that crazy. That, so when you, you say, like, I think when people listen, like, okay, I went to a CrossFit box and did the workouts. You weren't just doing that, though. 
like you you're talking like i'm trying to like qualify for regionals or oh, i'm yeah. doing all the rx shit like you went from doing basically no fitness to how many days a week like after the initial were you there three days a week four days a week five days a week how often were you training uh five to six days a week and i had a, a pivotal moment um whenever i because i graduated college with a bachelor's degree in photography and also was like rewarded the best portfolio i was doing great i landed my dream job um that i was aspiring to find throughout college and then when i got there i was like this is not what i wanted and i i didn't like photography. I had found fitness at that point. I was like, man, it was never the goal that I wanted to get to. It was just like the journey to get there. And I started recognizing that. So I said to my guidance counselor, cause I kept getting guilt. I kept feeling such guilt because I didn't want to do photography, but I had gone to school for photography. It was like, shit, I just wasted like four years of my life. And I kept getting these emails coming through saying, hey, there's this job opportunity. Uh, do you want to apply for it? And I remember being like, this is too overwhelming. I'm going to go to my guidance counselor. I'm going to tell her to remove me from the list. And I'm going to commit a year to CrossFit and I'm in a seat because at that time, again, my husband had been there through that st stage too. And I went from being this really free spirited, cool, adventurous person that would do the wildest things to, I don't want to drink alcohol. I do not want to go out and eat other than what I have to eat for my macros and like just let go of that side of myself. So he was like, this is crazy. Like, what, what are we doing this for? What's the end goal? Like there has to be a goal that we're working towards. Otherwise, like you're, wa you're wasting your time. Like this isn't a career. So I was stubborn and said, no, like I'm, I am going to be a CrossFit athlete, like convinced, you know? And so like you would go, what would you do? Like how far did you make it before you got hurt? Um, I think the high in the Southeast regionals and like, things have changed now. It's been so long, but well, I had like a this, few like. This year CrossFit is, oh, no man. offense everybody, it's bullshit. There's so much more that I could not even contend as a, as a, like a bubble regional athlete anymore. But back in the day, 2013, 2014, uh, I had like a few top 10 finishes in the Southeast regional. Um, we had finished in 16th place and they took 15 teams. And that was my, okay, like I worked so hard to, to I'd rather come last, right, than that close. Uh, and what are we doing this for? And so then I just said, you know what, Cause I'm it's, done here. <laughs> it's, your, it's your life for yeah. a, unless you're the top, probably two, three people, there's no money. No, I had no sponsorships. A couple of free pairs of shoes in the mail, you know, and a, a high five. But my ego was like, I'm good. Like, this is paying me in more than money. That It was great. Um, but it just wasn't. Well, you're no. like, you're, and again, there's nothing wrong with anybody who loves it. You're famous in this circle that nobody else gives a shit about. <laughs> it's like, we, we say it here, um, Monica, who works with me. Her husband played professional basketball for like 12 years, went to college at ASU, and we always talk about, oh, so-and-so played basketball here. I'm like, nobody gives a fuck. Like, and I don't mean that negatively. I'm not trying to deter anybody and say like, well, Jeremy, you're not, you know, I'm supporting all the dreams of everyone, but nobody cares. Like, right. it's only this small subset of humans care about this world. Like, nobody else does. And I say it, because especially that stuff, like, and we've had Colleen Fosh on the podcast, I think, three times now. And if you see what she's doing mm -hmm. now, she's like doing the U.S. Olympic, yeah. bobsled shit. Because basically CrossFit's like a dumpster fire at the moment. And again, she's, what was, what did she finish? The 26, like yeah. fittest woman in the world. And again, what is she? Not even 30. Already's had major shoulder surgery. Mm -hmm. That's my thing when I look at a lot of that stuff. I'm like, you can only go so long because at some point the joints or the ligaments aren't going to hold up. Something's going to go. The workload, yeah. It's just not sustainable. Oh, yeah. So you gave it a year of basically just dying for it. Yep. And then once that's done, you're like, and so when we, 
I meet you, you're probably, this is what, the face of Reebok, right? Yeah. So you, Dooley, Brian, and Lex, basically. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you're still a bartender? Still a bartender. But I just got the keys to pump fit. Okay, because you're fit then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still fit. I was, that was my athletic time. So I had stopped smoking, stopped doing drugs, stopped partying, but was still working because I was making a shit ton of money and I wanted to open a gym. <laughs> and we... Oh, great. Right. Oh, great investment, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You should have asked me if I would have told you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did. Slinging drinks helped us open Pump Fit. And, but that was a really weird thing too, you know, because at the beginning of opening up this space in the community uh, that is supposed to help improve people's life through fitness, not, like from 5 a.m. to 5 p.m., but then from 8 p.m. till 4 a.m., I'm going to sling you drinks behind a bar and help you just walk backwards, right? Like, it's like it didn't fit for me. It was such a juxtaposition and I... It was such a shame. Like I felt so much shame. So I just like, I can't do this. I have to be, a, I want to dive in full and do this as a, as a career, you know, and go in all the way. Well, and again, I'm not against that either. Like I think people think like I would be, oh, this is America. I love all freedoms. That's why I think this whole year it's been a complete piece of shit from all the stuff people are doing. I don't think you should take away booze and sodas and things. People have a choice. You have to live with obviously the consequences of it. You say it like I'm slinging drinks to open up this gym and it's, counterintuitive oddly enough my best friend works for basically philip morris which is cigarettes and his wife is a nurse practitioner so it's like you know he tries to kill him and then she tries to save him basically <laughs> i'm like but i do like the freedom of it but i'm like it's just a hustle you know it means to an end essentially so this is we save money we do this and you're like well fuck it we're going to open up a gym in fort lauderdale yeah and where i didn't i've never been to it like Man, i know B, i know, so I, know sick. I know bj has like was the location a good spot yeah it was downtown fort lauderdale which I'm assuming is not super cheap. No, not super cheap. And, you know, I didn't know anything about business at all. I had no idea how to run a business. had no idea how to run a gym. Me neither. Had no idea how to run it and build a team, which was the most, the biggest learning lesson for me. Um, I just, and I was doing it all for the wrong reasons. Like I had been burned and upset and hurt from my CrossFit family. You know, that whenever I decided to not pursue CrossFit and, and kind of put that energy into building a business or building a brand through PumpFit, um, and we wanted to branch off and go on our own. Um, I think I wanted more support than I was getting. And I think that maybe the people that I was working with originally thought that maybe they were going to do it with us until Paolo and I decided that we want to do this together, you know, um, for our future and our family. And So your CrossFit box, like, wanted you to be, I don't want to say an affiliate, but, like, a subsidiary? Uh, so while I was coaching CrossFit at the gym, we had an opportunity. I had an opportunity from the gym owner to build a class that wasn't working for CrossFit. He was like, I don't know what to do here, but just do something without a barbell. So that's when PumpFit was born. So for about a year, a year and a half, I used to do PumpFit in the back of the CrossFit gym that I was uh, working at and, and training at. And, uh, you know, you live and you learn business. Everything was through a handshake. So what would you, what would you get, like a split or something? Yeah, it was like 60-40. Um, 60 to him or you? 60 to him uh, 40 to me it's actually you know it's not terrible that you say that but it, I mean it is the best I've ever heard is 51 49 <laughs> 60 40 is not awful I had a kid in here he's I think he's in Oakland right now or he was and he was at Equinox I forget what they charge it was like PT shit I think like per hour it's like a hundred and something and I think he gets like 28 bucks or wow, something man. so it's like it's a pretty fucking skewed so the house really does fuck you yeah but that is um it's not terrible, but that is still shitty because you're basically the talent. You're just using yeah. the space. And I was, you know, doing all the marketing. At that time, I've been in school, right, for photography. So I'm doing graphic design, making flyers, like paying for all of that, doing all the programming, which from now, from someone that owns the gym, 
I think I did need to have a little bit more of perspective of how lucky, I don't think luck, but how fortunate I was to be able to build a business under someone else's roof without having to worry about overhead and making bills work and blah, 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 you know? I will say that is, uh, and so this is, you're already like you as we know you, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, that's the only reason I would say it's, you kind of got screwed. The reason it's a good thing. I had a kid here for a couple of years, super nice kid. I just let him kind of do his shit inside of our stuff. And I don't, I'm pretty chill. Obviously people know me, but Monica always be like, do you know how fake this is that you can come inside here and slang your own shit and do whatever the fuck you want. And Jeremy doesn't care. I go, because he's basically taking all the risk. Now, when you're already you though, like the personality of you, you look the way you do, you're already doing the stuff. Like you're getting recognition that reaches far beyond the gym. That's a little bit something different. Sorry. So no, I wasn't me as I, as now. This hey. is before red hair. This is before Reebok. Oh, so you still suck. Still suck. So you're still, still terrible. Sucks. Oh, then. Still sucks. You're having a great fucking deal then. You're great. Yeah, I kind of, to a certain, yes no. and no, right? So it was like, at the time, I didn't think it was a problem until I left. That's when it became a problem. So all of the people that I built and, and we were fucking killing it. Like we had 40 people coming down, like driving an hour because we made it into a, a party. Like we had a really good time. To see you. Yeah, to see me only three days a week, you know, it's like only at 7.30 p.m. And all of these things are showing me, okay, it was building my confidence. Like, I'm, they're I'm, driving. We say it here, I'm the talent. I'm the talent. I'm Thanks the talent. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. My ego was getting stroked, but it was also showing me, like, okay, then maybe you do have something here, you know, that people are putting the time in to drive here. There's only a couple of days a week, but they're still okay with committing and doing whatever else. So we did it. And then when I said, hey, to the owner, you know, I really um, – want to do this and find a space with Paolo, which was before that Paolo and I were two very independent people that never really did stuff together. Like he had his career, I had mine and I was doing, well, not a career, but my lifestyle yeah. at that point. And so we're like, all right, let's a, do business. He had a real job. He had a real job. He was, he opened up Burgerfy. Um, no shit. He was flipping burgers. So it was really, really interesting, but you know, opened up a brand new store, was running the store with like the whole team and stuff. And then we decided to open up the gym. Um, and the people that were the owners of the gym before, it didn't sit well with them. And I thought in my brain, I like had what, an like expectation. What, is, what does he say to you? You're like, hey, bro, I'm fucking the talent and <laughs> I'm out of here and I'm going to do my own shit. And I'm going to crush your CrossFit box and suck it. It was more of a, okay, I would like to do this on my own. I think we want to build our future. And I think I had expected in my head that he was going to support it because we were family, you know, and like believe in me and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, all right, uh, cool. Well, um. If you want to take your members, you can, but you're going to have to pay me $10,000. And I'm like, wait, what? I've been, how, the, what? like the members that I built that I've been giving you 60% of the revenue since day one. And they don't even know your name. They've never met you before. Like they signed, a, they, they signed a contract to me. He's like, no, they didn't. They signed a contract to my gym. And I'm like, holy shit. And he's like, and if they don't fulfill their contract, I'm going to send them to collections. And that's going to be your problem. And I'm like, oh my God. So I never retaliated. And the last message he said to me, Jeremy, to this day was, don't ever fucking forget who made you. And I'm like, oh, okay. Usually Hannah would be like, rah, I probably would. I probably would print that somewhere and post it up in my office so I could see it and be like, and I would probably text it to him maybe once a month and be like, hey, fuck face. Just but so I think know. it was good it happened, but bad because it was, I was moving with revenge, right? Like I was motivated to just beat them and do whatever. And like, I was so angry. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't prepared. I didn't fucking know how to run a business. I literally was trying to Google how to start an LLC. I'm on <laughs> rocketlawyer.com, like trying to figure it out, you know, just so stupid. But 
I made the jump and it was, I paid him his money. I did it as much as I could. I opened up in a really oh, bad, paid him the money. I had to pay him his money, right? I didn't retaliate. I didn't even try and negotiate. Jesus. I just gave him his checks, never said anything back. And I still haven't ever had a conversation with him. Is that place still exists? Yeah. I mean, at least he's still making it. Yeah. Something like that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And I was never opening up a CrossFit gym. I was opening up a boot camp, like a pump fit, yeah, functional, it's not, it's no, not the, it's not not the, the same. same. No, man, no barbells, body weight and kettlebells. That's it. But even if it is like my take has always been this, like, and we've had most of the people who work here with us are here for multiple years, probably the shortest. I mean, if they suck, we get rid of them like in a, <laughs> in a week, they're terrible. But if they're here, they're here for three years, five years, whatever. Monica's been here for like eight years. And I always say, I'm like, I don't care what you do. I'm like, you see what this is. I'm like, and people would ask that too. Like, you know, are you worried about someone coming in here? And I'm like, you could open up one right next door, bro. I'm like, we ain't the same dude. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you can do the same programming I do. You can do everything the same. I go, but you're not me. Right. I go, I don't take that. Like, again, you should have a confidence as a, if you're a business owner or whatever you are. And again, CrossFit is maybe slightly different, but if you're good, you'll make it. Right. And if you're not, I'm like, people will go where they want to go. And if they like somebody better than you, I'm like, it is what it is. Yeah. But the fact you paid him too, it's fucking nuts. Yeah, dude. I don't know. Maybe oh. that was the best. That was my best failure, right? Like, what's your favorite failure? That was my favorite failure. So you do it. You sign a lease for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. Well, five what? years. We had a five-year street. Oh, what was the original term? Yeah. Two-year, two-year lease. With the three-year option. Yep. Plus, like you know, cams, triple net. Exactly. You know it, bro. And it was so such a bad business. And well, uh, when I say that, it was such a bad business to go into quarantine. Like, no matter how hard we tried, uh, I think our biggest mistake is that we made ourselves the business, right? So, like, that was when my career started to pick up. So, people came to the gym to train with me, and then I was traveling around, doing stuff, and it wasn't I'm not, that. I'm not really familiar with that. Uh, oh, wait, I got a fucking sign that says Jeremy Scott Fitness. Yeah, I'm a complete idiot. Yeah, I yeah, know exactly right? what you're You know saying. what I mean? It's yeah. like, man, this is a big problem. As much as I thought it was really cool, like, well, this isn't scalable. Like, what's the end uh, goal? I will say this. It works... If someone asked me the other day, like, would I do it over again the same way? And if I say no, I can still have a facility where people train, which that that can always exist. And, you know, now you build it. If you can build a team of people who people like, you don't have to be here all the time and people mm-hmm. understand it. You still are tied to it in some capacity. If I don't name it this, though, do I ever get the other 100 opportunities that came my way? Like, so I always joke, like, when I... Was with um, Natural MRI Pro Lab, these supplement companies for like probably five years, just getting paid on retainer. Um, AC, who ran development, would always say like, "Oh, Jeremy Scott Fitness is here," and that's how he would introduce me to everybody. Not Jeremy, not Jeremy Scott's here. Jeremy Scott Fitness. It was always the fucking business name because he was like, "That was the thing." So because you made yourself this basically machine, which everybody loves, it allowed you to get fifty other opportunities. The problem was. They expect Hannah to always fucking be there yeah. and always coach the groups. And they, and they think, well, they're, you're there for their group. I'm like, well, yeah, but you also did eight other fucking groups today. Right. Like, it's a lot to chew on. It is a lot. It is a lot. And I think it's also where you're at when you make decisions. And I think that whenever we decided at that moment that we wanted to open up a gym, we thought we were going to have a mom and pops shop and that I wasn't going to do what I do and I wasn't going to try and build an online business and we were going to have our kids running around and like, you know, it was going to a very different vision for what we thought our life would be. But we were also so young and like, didn't know who we were, who we were going to be together or like what we wanted from life. And still kind of going down that journey, I guess, of trying to explore that route, but created monster. And, uh, it was, 
a beautiful time, but we kept seeing ourselves doing really, really well. And then we would fail, do really, really well. And it was just this journey of up and down because I would be able to have an opportunity to build the business, right? By going to work with another company or going to work with another brand that in turn would help grow our brand, but then that would take me away and we'd lose members. So it was like this constant cycle of... So how did the... So just because I'm curious and if people don't want to listen, you can mute it. I don't give a shit. Um, so like when you start it, you're like, okay, we're going to do group training is the bulk of it basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So personal group fitness. So we had seven classes a day of hour long classes. Damn bro. Yeah. And at the beginning it was just Powell and I coaching every single one of them. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, it's a lot. Uh, that is a lot each day. And yeah. That's every day. That's Monday through Friday, Friday. and then uh, Saturdays and Sundays we were – well, Sundays we didn't open. The other coaches would do it, and then Saturday we had two classes in the morning. We even, like, got even crazier and did eight classes at one point and bought a 5 a.m. class because the business was always doing well, right, for what it looked like because of the model that we created. It was boutique. We only had 14 people in the room at once. And so, like, you cap the groups at 14 – they're on memberships, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Yeah, they're on memberships, but we just couldn't get over like this number. On my online presence, right, is globally recognized, but my ability to get people to show up to a brick and mortar facility, my marketing skill set in that area, weak. You know, like there's, they're two very different things. We'd have like 15 people come from around the world to visit Pump Fit, but yeah, I can't get fucking some fresh meat from Fort Lauderdale. You know, it's like um, there's something backwards here. I do feel the same thing that you feel mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, obviously, like, again, in a normal year, this conversation is different. This mm-hmm. year, for sure, I feel the same thing that you do. Like, obviously, the world is ass backwards right now. But even during this, which is crazy, that's why we do lock the door all the time because people come here every single day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they're going to kill me. Yeah. Um, in like, you know, my Dateline episode or they want to like give me a kiss. Either one is bad for me. But I'll say like we'll get people messages from all over the world. Hey, I'm in town from Georgia or I'm here from in normal. We're like, I'm, you know, visiting from, you know, Nepal, whatever the fuck it is. They'll come in. They'll take a picture. They'll do the workouts. Yet I'll have a group where I can't get more than seven people to commit to it. But I do it partially. I don't think it's your fault because I do think there is some I, I call it fake famous because we're all the same fucking losers we've always been. We just yeah. have these platforms now where people watch our lives, which is super humbling and also super creepy at the same time. Right? Super weird. I don't know why anyone would want to. No. Like, watch you, like, make asparagus. Like, it's just really strange, but people do. So, like, I get it because there is some, there's, like, some weird, fun, new thing to it because they they've seen you and listened to you. Like, I had a guy the other day on Spotify. Uh, he sent me a thing. He listened to 30 episodes of the podcast in one day. Wow. So some of the episodes are not three hours long. So obviously he did some shorter ones, but I'm like, that is really, uh, thank you, sir. But really creeps me out. So for him, he would, he would want to come here and meet us and do it where if Rick can come here every day, it's not as sexy right. for him. So it's not like the celebrity thing to him, but in also it's tough to get, and I'll, I'll ask you this later on too. It's hard to get people to commit to a lifestyle of doing something consistently right. three times a week for a year right. or longer versus a one-time drop-in. Yeah, because it's fun, it's new, it's mm-hmm. like fresh, and they're like, well, I can do this, but I don't have to be here, you know, four times a week, which most people need to, honestly. Mm-hmm. So the gym is moving, your the groups are crushing it, and then when you would step away, people would not want to come? So yeah, I think that it was one of those things. We brought uh, some other people in, and this is, again, learning, um, the first realm of coaches that we had, that I think that 
we didn't understand the power of being surrounded by rock stars and we wanted to bring we wanted to be the best coaches you know like the head honchos and we brought people in that were underneath us or like we were going to train them you know and I think because of that it, it didn't show to our, our community that we were providing them with the best you know oh and they would say like oh well I don't think you can ever you can't replicate it mm -mm. no matter what you do when you become and again I've seen this across the board I think I think, well, again, the demo matters too. Like, obviously, we both know Nikki, Sharon's body in Old Town. It's a younger demo. They're in their 20s. And no offense, they don't give a fuck. Like, they just want to get together, be sweaty. Like, they're a different generation of people. When she's not there, I think it makes a difference, but mm -hmm. not as big as, like, if you're not there. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm not here, and, I, and people love our team, which this year has been strange, but it's always going to be, well, Jeremy's not here. Right. Because you're so polarizing. It's like if BJ, when he had his stuff, you can't replace him. Right. You can't replace you. Right. Even if this person's a rock star and you got better coaches, they can never be you. Right. And that's something you always struggle with. Yeah. And we recognize that. And I think we uh, fix the problem by bringing in people who are absolutely better. fantastic coaches that are better than us, you know, or like have potential to be the best coaches out there. Or the best thing, like you might be, I always say this thing. Like, I think there's people here who like Monica way more than me, which is right. fucking awesome. And that's awesome. And that's, Thank that's God. what I recognize then. It's like people are now coming here for Becky. People are coming here for Emily. They're not always coming here for us, you know, and that's huge. Um, and we try to bring like a, a manager in to help us like take a lot of that responsibility because prior to us closing in 2015, we opened. In 2017 was when I decided to open the online business because – the. Uh, I'm not sure how closely you and Heather work on a day-to-day -day basis, but Paolo and I trying to fucking figure it out as husband and wife was just like, all right, I love you, but if we're going to do this, we can't do this together. Like, we don't work well in the same space of something new that we're both trying to figure out. Like, you can't have two general managers. Like, it just doesn't work like that. You have a general manager and an have, AGM. You can't have two presidents. Hell no. Two, two popes. No. no. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, there's there's one, one leader. Yeah, and we went sure. into that project at the same level of both trying to figure it out. So it was just both of us always, like, clashing and clashing and clashing. So we recognized that it was not healthy. Um, we operate very differently. I My brain works in a whole different way than Paolo's does. His It's... I used to think it's wrong and right, but it's just different. Um, so over the years, we've recognized that and thank fuck. <laughs> now we finally work together again. It's been amazing, but we've learned where our strong suits are. So when the business kept going up and down, uh, we kept trying to bring people in. And finally, about a year before COVID, we did it. We nailed it. We had the best team we've ever had. We had the most incredible manager and it was going everywhere that we had dreamed the gym was going to go in. And then fucking COVID happened. So and, you uh, have, so at that time, this is, what, early 2020, right? Well, middle of 2009, like beginning of 2019 is when we first had a rock star team. Our membership was killing it. Everything was just going uphill until COVID. So, so it's it's you two guys and then you have someone who kind of like, like a GM. A GM. And then how many coaches? We had Becky, Emily, you know, like four to five coaches. Plus you guys. Plus myself and Paolo. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of outgoing money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So then you and what can is, imagine the, what is the model. How big is the space you guys have? Uh, 2,600 square feet. Tiny. So, and what does that, what does that run a person in Fort Lauderdale? Like, uh, like, like membership? Or like your base rent. What was it? Like for the actual space? space? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, between like around five grand, five to 10 grand, depending on where you're at. 
Plus everything else. Plus everything else. Our overhead was like 17 to 21 grand a month. Fuck, bro. Yeah. That dude, when I hear that, is so much, bro. So we were breaking even, maybe, right? That is gnarly, It was not a profitable business, but it was a passion project. So we never looked at that because, thankfully, we branched off, right, 2017. Now we've opened up multiple businesses and, like, learned a lot more about business in a few years. Really not enough, but enough to know that. These are separate entities, so we have like five different LLCs, and well, they make each one alleviates pressure from another. Mm-hmm. Is how I've always looked at it. I look at like different buckets, like mm-hmm. how many revenue streams do you have? And I think if we count ours, I think there's like seventeen or something. When mm-hmm. I look at them, now some of them are are huge, some of them are like are little, but they all fucking add up. Yep. So you have, and that's with like all your people. So like you're paying staff, you're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got to be doing twenty just to make it. Just to make it. Oh yeah. Selling fucking fitness. Selling fucking fitness. What uh, was the membership? 150 bucks a month? Yeah. Uh, well, see, I, I own this fuck up. I, uh, we changed the membership that hurt us, which was a bad membership, bad deal, because we used to have a contract, and then all the other gyms around town were, were eliminating the contract. I'm like, let's eliminate the contract. Oh god. And we did. And Dude, just it didn't happen. Call me. Call yeah, me. I know. Call I really will. I'm old. I really will. I've been around forever. I made so we made so many mistakes. And I'm still glad. terrible. I still fuck up a lot of shit. But man, that's nuts. Yeah. So you just said month to month. Month to month, no commitment, and then we did class packages. Well, like class pass and shit. Yeah. Those fucking criminals. They. Sorry, class pass. I know, right? As much as I love class pass, but they, you really, really fucked it up for us guys. Um. <laughs> that's uh. Yeah. I. This is just me speaking freely. Like we don't do that, especially now ever. Uh, for a Saturday, we, our Saturday for you, similar, like the model's very comparable, uh, not as many groups cause I'm not willing to do that and I don't need to, and I'm not willing to get some shitty coaches cause I just fucking can't, I don't care anymore. Um, I love our people too much to do it, but Saturday would do like a drop in like eight o'clock, nine o'clock. Anybody can come in a normal year. It crushes it this year. It's fucking horrible. Uh, but we would only do class pass for those days because that's the only one open to the public. Everything else, we would always do cap the groups. So we know if our 20 people come at six, that's always the same 20 people. It's always in forever. And they're all membership-based people. Because they have – and to me, and I'm not even talking about like money-wise, that's how fitness works. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the – and again, no offense to anybody who does this. Like, And I love Nikki. She'll do it. Uh, class pass, Groupon, all this shit. If Groupon works as a FEO to get somebody to try something you're doing, I think that's great. If that – puts it makes them feel easier to come in and know you and like it and i always say come try our stuff for a week if you think i suck don't come here i'll find somewhere else for you to go but fitness doesn't work like that do something for a month and fucking bounce yeah you can't be successful doing that no you just can't be and a group uh, for me I, I think for we did class pass because we tried to hook them once we got them in and then we almost like snagged them because it was exposing us because at that time it's your front it's your front end oh yeah florida country, was right? becoming a new hotspot for class pass. So everyone was doing it, you know, and then we got a, a better deal for it. But Groupon, I always felt like, and again, no offense to Groupon, but felt like it was going to cheapen the brand. Like I would never um, get Botox on a Groupon or a dentist on a Groupon, you know, like there's you know, certain things that I just, uh, I'm assuming that it's a bad, bad batch, you know? I, um, yeah, I don't know if, I don't even, I can even tell you if we have those things running anymore. Because this whole year, I just basically punted anything that doesn't really matter uh-huh. uh, to me, which is terrible. When this, because I'm old though, so I will say I probably got 40 legit members when I first started from Groupon. Now this is like way back. This is before like there is no Instagram. 
Uh, there's Facebook. You have a business page. But if you do, you're like fucking weird. And remember, like I did, and like like people, and this is this is no lie. People now will message me years later and be like, "Hey, I remember when you started like a Facebook business page that you were going to be a trainer, and all of us used to talk mad fucking shit about you." <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, look at me now, assholes. Yeah, right. Um, but, like, this is true. So this is way back then. I remember I couldn't even get uh, Groupon or Living Social to do a deal with me because I wasn't, like, a, a big enough person. Wow. They, would, they would only go to, like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, Fit Body Boot Camps uh-huh. or, like, the fucking chains, right? And then I remember we, I would do all the other ones, like HomeRun.com mm-hmm. and shit, like, all these different ones. And finally, when, when Groupon came, they would actually come to your office. They'd bring an iPad. They'd present it to you. And they would do, like, one deal per day. And remember, I sold like 150 in a day, which I probably got like 1,500 bucks or 2,000 dollars, and I'm like, I'm fucking rich. This is great. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then I think like obviously a lot of those people don't redeem them, but I probably got 40 real people. Then over time, it's become watered down in, in horseshit. It can work if you get somebody who's not just a Groupon jumper. Right. That's probably the problem right. you get is that they're coming in there. And the same thing with ClassPass. If you know you're just a person who wants to come, like you know, I don't want to say whore out. But yeah. But that's what people and, do. And a lot of people do that. I mean, even I have friends that are like, oh yeah, they're giving a couple free trials. You want to go? I'm like, this is what people do. They just, they want to go to every free trial. It's fucking terrible, man. With no, they know they're never going to go back and no. they know that before they even go in the door. Well, and for you guys too, it sours for the members who are there. Right. It packs the groups. If people don't care, it's fine. I go, but they're paying a premium right. and Rick's paying six bucks to be right. there. And he's getting your attention because he doesn't know how to use that. God, that sucks, yeah. man. So... This is 2019. You're crushing it awesome. And then what is this? Like March? Yeah. March 17th, ma'am. I remember the day. And Paolo and I um, had many really hard conversations because everything was beautiful. Like it was doing everything that we'd ever dreamed of it doing. And then we had to make a decision. It wasn't even like we had to. We just had to make that decision because it wasn't a matter of when it was just a uh, sorry of if it was a matter of when we're gonna have to you know so you said so let me get i'm gonna do the timeline here just so i have it so 15 you start this thing you make it past what i consider to be the worst part Mm -hmm. of of a business because it's like you're not a business yet Mm -mm. you're just a fucking idea and then Mm -hmm. you create it over three four years it's moving so you sign your lease what month in 15 uh october so boom. And then he basically signed it for about five years, essentially. Yeah. And then March happens. And so it's, you basically like, do you do, so the gym is closed. Yes. Obviously. The, initially we made the shift immediately that night. I mean, next, the next day, thank God, like I was saying before 2017, we started the online business. So I had an app, like I've had an app for a while. That makes money. Yeah. That yes. makes makes money. That's definitely our, our money maker. So because we had that platform, it was so easy to just migrate our members from the gym to there because they're already getting their workouts anyway. Yep. Then we rented out the equipment that would be their membership if they kept their membership. Same we like here. made moves really, really quick. And then we had to sit down and have like really serious conversations and crunch some numbers and look at this and look at our options. And we couldn't file bankruptcy because we have a an umbrella company. And unless all companies file bankruptcy, you know, we couldn't have done that. So it was one of those things where we, you know, we lost initially, I think 60% of our membership just from even the hardcore members that wanted to be there that just couldn't do that anymore because of financial strain or whatever is going on in everyone's life. In March? Yeah. Right away. Right away, dude. Fuck, bro. Right away. That's tough. Um, 
we did the same thing. So we closed March 16th. I moved everybody into our 47-day transformation. I think I kept every person but two right away. And then this is how Arizona works. You're closed, then they open, then they close it again here for like two fucking months. The second time is where our in-person stuff ate major shit. Mm -hmm. Like I probably lost... 40 humans mm -hmm. right then. And if you're doing the math on about oh, 200 bucks a month yeah. at 40 people, it's, and people are like, oh, I'm like, it's not that hard to get 40 humans back. And I'm talking like some afraid, some job loss, right. whatever. But like you, we have the internet, which always makes more money, which it's fine, but it still fucking hurts though. Yeah. And then it was, you know, the team was like the reason so, why I wanted to stay open. Yeah. So you lost 60% of the revenue that pays the people. Mm -hmm. that are there essentially yeah so and then we were like all right we've got till this date and this much money in the bank like but we are on such a high and then we and it was all ego right it was like i don't doubt that we could try and get ourselves back i don't doubt that we could do this that and the other but there's only so much capacity we have and our bandwidth's already stretched and look at the great growth that is happening in all of these other businesses like it would be a bad business decision to try and make this get out of the hole and to try and make this happen so we just decided, like, we have had an incredible year. We have an amazing team. Like, like, let's end this shit on a high. And let's go out with a bang. And if we can reopen at some point in our life, then we will. So what day did you decide you're like, this is it? Uh, March 31st. Uh, May 31st, sorry. No shit. Yeah, because we had to close for a little bit. And then we tried to reopen because we have, like, a back outdoor area. And then we did the whole mask thing. And then, honestly, the last week, I said, fuck it. I don't give a shit. Everyone wear your masks come in we'll do your temperature but there were so many regulations and we got a letter saying if you do this again we're going to shut you down and we were already shut down so i was like that's it we had we went out with a bang i mean that is just it's so it's terrible because like it's like your place or if you know you know kelly Sturette. Mm -hmm. so his place is closed now mm. and that's like the original crossfit yeah man. like 15 fucking years yeah. in san francisco and i'm like it's sad because there's places like that where people need to go yeah. Like they should exist for people to go be fit. And we, when you talk about the regulations, I do, I don't want to get off topic, but it is fucking criminal. Mm -hmm. Like all of the shit that like gyms have to do, but, and again, I'm not against Target or Walmart. They don't got to do shit no. in comparison. And it is literally ridiculous. Like, let me paint a picture for everybody how crazy this year is. And I use these three people. BJ Gadur is off Instagram. If you told me that was going to happen in January, I would have said you're crazy. Mm -hmm. If you'd have told me your gym is closed, I would have told you you're fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. If you would have told me I would have been working out in a park at five o'clock in the fucking morning, mm -hmm. doing stuff on a basketball court, I bought this goddamn building. Right. Like I saved my fucking money for years to do this. I'm like, that is what this has come to. Yeah. And it is just not a, to your point, could you rebuild it back? You for surely could. Like we're living through it right mm -hmm. now. Um, I'm just too fucking stubborn. And if I didn't own the building, I for surely would have punted it. Uh, just so everybody, <laughs> so I'm crystal clear. I'm like, but it is painful. And it's not just, it's not just the fucking money mm -hmm. because we can make money us in this world differently than most other gym owners. I do feel for them because it's tough because they can't just get on Instagram right. and make money. Right. We can do that. And they, there isn't sponsorships and brands and like different things that we do have. I go, but when you look at it, I'm like, it's, it's so fucking hard to do. Mm -hmm. like there was probably, and you probably maybe have more, 
there was probably five days during this where I had shitty days mm-hmm. where I'm like, Heather, I'm like, I just feel terrible. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and this is, and that's why I say I'm sitting here making money, but I'm not seeing a person like the entire day. And I'm like, I've been sitting here for 12 hours and I haven't talked to a fucking human being. Mm-hmm. This is awful. And that's where, that's where we are all right right now. Like it's bizarre. Like the community fed our soul in so many ways that we had no idea. Like when you're on, you're on, right? Like you come here, you have your community, you have your people. You don't realize how much that does for you until it's gone. And that was the hardest part was telling our team because I know how much that brand meant to them. And uh, especially like our head coaches that they're moms, man. This is their full-time job. Um, and now they're not going to have it, right? Which is really tough. But the community, because the gym was amazing. Don't get me wrong. We have badass workouts and we definitely took pride in that. But I think that our space, I'm sure just like yours, like a good successful gym is more than the workout and it's life-changing experiences. They're, um, your, they're your friends. Yeah, they absolutely are. Absolutely. So that was so tough. And I'm proud of it. I feel bad for uh, the people that we did have to close the gym for, but none of them, which is the biggest compliment to my entire team, uh, not none of them, but majority of them have not signed up to another gym and they've tried and they bought our equipment from us when we close and they still continue to do pump fit workouts on their own. That's tight. It's an, it's incredible. And I say it to people like it's, it's hard to, and I get the people who like, were like, Hey, I'm not going to do this. There is at home workout people mm-hmm. and there's people who go to a gym and work out. Mm-hmm. It's tough to, to be both. Yeah. I would never work out in my fucking living room. No, can't do it ever. I go, but we create these things where, you know, Crystal in Indiana can do it in her living room because she's a mom and that's what works for her and that's what she does. But it's tough to do if I, that's why I said about this. Like I would, I get everybody, I get why people make the decisions they do, but when it's, these are your friends, you Mm -hmm. spend more time with these people than your own family. Yeah. You really do. And that's what I don't think a normal person understands like, Oh, well the gym should just be closed. Go fuck yourself. Mm -hmm. If you think that first of all, I go, because it's not just, Oh, they could just work out at home. Yeah. Anybody could look at America. People clearly fucking don't. And I'm like, it's so much more than that. These guys, not even us, like you can move us out of it in all reality. I mean, obviously some people think we're great. They become friends. Mm-hmm. They're their own accountability partners. Absolutely. They push each other. And I'm like, that's what's missing when you kill certain businesses because yeah. of this poor shit. Yeah. Devastating. But, you know, we now are trying to look at it as like a micro loss, you know, like, uh, it paved the way for a lot of our coaches and now they're all online and doing great. They were able to be part of the brand and build their own brands as well. Um, but yeah, we, we miss that so much. But it's been a interesting experience because now that it's gone and we don't have this brick and mortar to tend to, and even though we loved it, we didn't realize how much stress it was putting on our life until it was gone, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it's, uh, well, I call it like, well, it's a bit a business, right? In I always say like the business evolves as you evolve. Mm-hmm. And that's like what you guys, you're in your twenties, you probably didn't understand like, well, here's our idea of it. And I said the same thing with people who used to work here and with us. If you would have told me two years ago, Hey, this podcast is going to be this. I'd be like, you're fucking crazy. Or what most of my money was going to come from X, Y, and Z. I'd be like, no, no, man, it's A, B, and C. So mm-hmm. it's always going to change. This is, I call it my dark passenger. It's like this fucking curse I have. Of, of, and I love it. I love all you guys. You're great. I go, but I'm fucking, it's, I got to be here. Yeah. This is my shit. Yeah. Like, but I do like this place more than my own house. So that's why I do like to hang out here. It's my man cave. It's my fancy fucking gym. But you are tied to it. Mm-hmm. 
and you don't have the freedom of if I just dumped it, I could just make more money just being on the internet all day long. I go, I would miss parts of it. And the way that I've structured it, it's different. If I was chewing on 20K a month, there's no way, bro. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been able to breathe or sleep during this. It's terrible, dude. And it's one of those things because as much as the traveling and it, it sounds ugly, I guess, for me to say this, but people think it's glamorous lifestyle and being able to fly around and have this appearance and do this, that, and the other. But after a while, man, that, that gets draining. And that's not why I started what I do. You know, that's just part of something that I, I do because I have to, you know? Yeah. Um, and I do love meeting the people that I get to uh, affect and change their life in a positive way. But traveling gets old. And so going home to go back to Pumpfit was always like home. Like it refed me, it recharged yeah. me. And I was able to literally coach and do why I, what I do, why I fell in love with fitness. So it always made all the negative stuff that I didn't like worth it. And now that it's not there, that's my biggest fear going into 2021. It's like, man, you're where just, am I going to find that? You're just a weird person. Though. I'm such a weirdo. Well, because I always said like you can live in both spaces. And I always would say this to any young person listening. And I'm old in fitness, so I can say this. And <laughs> Hannah's been doing it long enough to where she's getting older. Uh, but still much younger than me. Uh, the money was always to me... And everything was built with the community here. So I was never Jeremy Scott anything until I was to 50 people here, until 100 people here, until 200 people in Scottsdale. Then all the, oh, you're on Men's Health this, you're on Nike that, you're on Vitamin Shop this, you're on Lips, like all this bullshit. But that was always just like a vacation because this is always what I did. Uh-huh. Regardless of if some of the, the paydays of their places could be bigger and if we have more online, obviously, people than we have in person, this was always my shit. And I told my wife, I'm like, at some point, I want to disappear like, you know, Ron Swanson and live in the woods and have nobody be able to talk to me. I go, but not yet. Uh-huh. Not till it's on my own terms. And you guys kind of had it just accelerated, which it will work out for you regardless, but I'm surely it will feel weird. Oh, yeah. So now like, okay, the gym is done. So now like, what is a normal, what is normal life like now? Well, you know, um, Back in 2017, whenever I decided to build the online, that was my job, right? That was my 5 a.m. to God knows when in the evening job every day. So I didn't work at PumpFit. So my husband, Paolo, ran PumpFit as a gym. And then myself with my partner at the time, Megan, we built like the online brand. And so would you fit, you would still coach classes or no? Every day because I wanted to. Yeah. And I do it literally for free because I just needed to like, yeah, like get it. a mic on and just stream the house down, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I did. I did coach as much as I could when I was. But what there. makes the money? Well, I don't want to say it makes the money, but you're filming content mm-hmm. on side of that constantly for oh, the yeah. app, program yeah. wise. I'm assuming. Yep. How do you guys? How do you? How does the app run for people? So listening? the app is on the app store, iOS or Android, and we do five follow along workouts. So we'll do the exact same workouts that we used to do at PumpFit in the classes we have now taken online, um, and we'll do them with them. So we do Metastret Extreme style five days a week, bro. I know, I know. But we are, you know, making our ways towards a place where we can uh, not have to do that. For how long? Right, well, we've got 200 workouts on the app right now, and we, we have some numbers that we're trying to hit before we can start to reuse and, and not allow people to ever recognize that they've repeated a workout. Just like we were talking about before, you know, I think it's important that to give sh- fresh material. Yes. Let me say this to everybody. You should repeat mm-hmm. the fucking workouts. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, I don't know, like I'm an old man now. And, uh, I don't know if you guys know, but I've been doing split squats and deadlifts like for like 25 years. Yeah. 
it doesn't fucking change. And they still work great. Yeah. I mean, I might mix up the speed, the load, the tempo. I go, but it's the same stuff. Yep. So please uh, take it easy on the fitness people you work with because they they, they can't. And again, I, I don't get off topic here, but I always do. We do fitness wrong in so many ways. And I believe this. If you look at the best athletes in the world, what do they do? Usain Bolt. Watch an Olympic level sprinting practice. He jogs. He sprints, he skips, he does mobility. This is the best fucking dude in the world, and he's doing one thing. What do basketball dudes do? They practice basketball. What we do in fitness is we give you 19 different things to do, jumping around, doing all these shit. I'm like, you need to learn some of the skills first. So if we have you squat similarly a couple of times in the same cadence, in the same pattern, in the same rep scheme, it's okay. It's for your benefit. Absolutely. Not to get off topic. Absolutely. It drives me nuts. It really does. And especially now when it's like, oh, what else can we come up with that's so crazy that no one's ever seen before? That doesn't mean it's a good workout, right? It's, uh, uh, well, and what is applicable? Like what, you know, I always say like, you don't have to do like what we share on social, like Instagram, it's indicative of, of kind of what we do. But I don't share a lot of the stuff that I do exactly every day because it's super fucking boring. Right. And I'm like, just because I'm doing this doesn't mean you should exactly be doing it. We're trying to give you things that are beneficial to you. Like, again, most people, and we'll talk about how you train too, don't have your same lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So they're not going to train. They don't have the same base you have. Right. They didn't just wake up one day, you know, off of a bender and join CrossFit (laughs) and fucking crush it. Like, very few humans can do that. Right. So it's like we're trying to meet people, obviously, where they're at. So you... When they sign up for the app, they can basically just follow along each week. Yeah. And uh, we, we post daily workouts, but it's also got tutorials, uh, nutrition, motivation, um, and a whole bunch of independent or full programs as well. So we're just building the, the library. Um, but yeah, we're also having a lot of fun. So we have the uh, two different subscriptions at the moment. This is me also moving into 2021, trying to centralize. But we have a written subscription that is just written workouts. And uh, we also have a video subscription that is through the Hef uh, Training app. But our apparel is, is uh, really, really doing well at the moment and something that we started back when we opened up PumpFit but then made it FYR apparel. Um, what, is the, what is the FYR? Find Your Reason. Oh, shit. Didn't yeah. even know. There we go. Fancy. Fancy. Nice. So that has been really, really exciting and we've been building that too. So right now, um, it's literally a one-man show. So it was just two of us that were doing it all. Like, And you know what it takes, like the whole marketing, uh, coming up with challenges, writing ebooks, doing absolute all customer service for every single online platform. But now again, we're in a place where it's like, I love what I do, but I love fitness. And right now I've been on a computer desk for 12 hours a day. And if I'm lucky, I'll have time to work out. So it sucks, it's time dude. to make changes, man. Trying to make time to so make right, drastic changes. So right now it's just you and you and Paula. Yeah, that's it. Nobody else. Nobody else. Well, my mom helps with shipping. We have a, our attorney is on our team and we used to have a creative director. We used to have a marketing team, but we decided to omit, bring it all in house and re restructure how we're going to run our businesses going into 2021. Yeah. My mom, my mom does the ordering of shirts and hats. Doesn't ship them, but uh, she, she just, it's just easier because I'm too lazy to go through. I'm just lazy. I love that kind of stuff though. I think that's a girl thing like fashion. I wanted to do fashion photography. So sourcing all the materials and finding the designs and stuff. I really, I really enjoy that part. So is the apparel stuff all women or dudes? Uh, We just branched out to dudes as well. Nice. We just got, I'll have to send you a pair of shorts. Yeah. uh, We have other shirts. You sent Heather some shirts. Is that your older stuff? Yeah. Like, I don't look at any, I don't know anything. I'm just a dude. I yeah, we got that. a whole line of stuff. So we got sports bras, leggings, and we release like a new collection every quarter. 
and uh, the F, the apparel line is really really picking up as well. So fancy. Yeah. I dig that. What um oh with the workouts what um the written ones just literally just text. Yeah, text people? with embedded videos for demonstrations. We do for a lot of our like we have a program like a group that runs the whole year similar to use we house them in there and it's the same thing it's a program but if they don't know the workout or the movement then click it and watch it easy yeah. enough yeah how long are the follow-alongs uh under an hour so we warm up Jesus, demonstrate and work out bro. yeah God. like 40 to 50 minutes how do you take it it's a, you know one of those things it's the we we did a couple like bj does one a week uh for youtube uh-huh and he has a whole process he was walking me through it the other day because obviously you like it more than we do clearly <laughs> um i like we're all the way we are um i'll just put it that way and uh <laughs> he but he's like walking me through the process he's like i gotta get in the hot tub he's like i gotta take like a weed gummy i gotta do this <laughs> you gotta do mobility and he goes then i'll do it like every wednesday he's like but i have to mentally prepare because it's like and again i don't obviously watch the full fall longs you do i'm sure they're great but like he puts on a show yeah like he's the fucking best i've ever seen yeah like it's like a vegas show of fitness it's oh, yeah. amazing i couldn't imagine doing that five days a week yeah have to say man all the coaching that i've ever done in front of the camera um has all been because of bj he, I'm just he's just the legend it's like when you watch it and it's again we were talking like the biggest at the time like when you know rodale was still running shit uh, you have like nine cameras and it's like the biggest fucking setup. And he's saying the most inappropriate shit ever and like, doesn't give a fuck, but it's funny. And it's, Oh my God. But that's what people want to hear. And you're just like, dude, like, and I'm like sitting there and that's where again, personality types, like we're all different. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's so much better at doing this than I am at doing that. <laughs> like I am good at what I'm good at, but he is this awesome. He's doing here. I'm like, and the following stuff is tough because we film some of them for like our stuff here but usually when we do it like we'll walk through a round of something mm -hmm. so if it's like intervals i'm like i'll do six minutes if you don't grasp it after that i'm like i'm out bro <laughs> like i just like i'm not doing this with you i can't i, I can't i can't take it's too much man i enjoy it but at some point you know it becomes a job so we're trying to figure out a way to always bring the same energy and still be true authentic like truly authentic to ourselves and not have to film the workout you know like I don't want that feeling to come again. Well, and that's why I say to people, like, when you had a, you know, in-person gym too, and people are like, well, Jeremy's not here today. I'm like, I go, you guys, trust me, if I'm here every day all the time, somebody else is going to be better than me on this day. Because I'm mm -hmm. going to come one day and be like, dude, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. Or I just need to, like, not talk to a human. I go, it's the same thing, like, digitally. Like, the, the, the benefit of being on the internet, you can turn on and off when right. you want. And you can, like, you can be on, and then you can be off, off. But you, at the pace of what you're doing, it's like Lex. Like when she filmed, like if you ever watch her Instagram fucking story, it's like 80 clips in a row. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. I'm like, just, I go, and my, my question with everything is for how long? Right. I'm like, how long can I legitimately do this? Or yeah. like, how long am I going to, you know, take my clothes off basically and wear these little ass shorts <laughs> and film, have my wife film these fucking videos? Like for how long am I going to do this for? <laughs> You know? I know, but you know what? I used to feel the same way when I had like 10 followers, right? Like, what am I doing here? And I'm, for your boys that make fun of you, all my boys still make fun of me, oh, even including my husband because of my Hannah Eden fitness tag. You know, it oh. used to be a laughing stock. And now I'm like, look, who's fucking laughing now? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, my wife will, she'll say, like we, 
it's weird because like they can they're married to you so they can fuck with you right yeah and so we'll share stuff it'd be like some guy in i don't know germany like hey man i listened to the podcast it's helped me so much and you're like holy shit i don't even know like hey well first of all we're americans we only speak english everybody else <laughs> speaks a different language we're just fucking stupid and selfish so like he's listening to me obviously in english and i'm like that's super impressive i'm like that's very humbling and like we'll share it and like we can have this like really like heartfelt moment like oh i love your wife on the podcast and it's great and then it'd be like the next day it'd be something it's like I'll share something like, oh, you're so fucking cool. Like, you're so famous on Instagram. I'm like, okay. I'm like, bro. I'm like, this is why we own our home. Like, this is why we do it. Like, because I am awesome on the yeah. internet. So yeah. thank you, you asshole. You're right. <laughs> so we can fuck with each other, but it's like, at the end of the day, it's like, we're just, but it's, you're doing so much of it for, and the longevity of it. Yeah. The consistency of, if it's a podcast, if it's YouTube, if it's an app, if it's IG, if it's Facebook, it's like, it's a lot, dude. Yeah. And you got to like, that's why I ask like, for how long? So now we have decided, like, I love working out. I love filming. I love doing the coaching, the following along. Like, it's just something that I really do like. But I think that I need to feel fulfillment in other ways that I can't find right now. So we are actually uh, making big moves in the next year so that we can still continue to do our workouts as we are. Like, a workout a day for me for a job is okay. You know, like, that's it. Because hopefully by the time we get there, um, we'll have people on the team that will be taking care of everything else. And that's if that's what I got to do, yeah, well, if then I'm okay with that. Well, that's what I said too. Like, if, if I don't – and that's why, like, during this, like, when they're like, oh, stay at home and, you know, all this bullshit we all had to live through. We created, I think, three whole new programs mm-hmm. where, like, Sean would just come in and I like to do it all in a day. So I'm like – I think it was, like, we filmed, like, 30 videos in a day. So from, like, 7 a.m. to, like, 6 p.m., mm-hmm. it's just changing outfits. It's basically Metashred style. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm happy to do that. I'm like, it's it's okay if you don't have to coach humans. But, mm-hmm. again, your bandwidth is only so big for everything. And if you don't have to do, like, we don't do the editing, we don't mm-hmm. have the music, we mm-hmm. don't do shit. Like, very few – I basically just do here, like – and, again, I still have to do horse shit, which, like, today I do – some garbage but i'm like when you can just do the fun stuff yeah then it's okay and you know the struggle and the trial and error has been a process to get it so that the capturing of the video and the post-production is minimal like it's literally hit record and then upload so we try and do all editing within the live workout if that makes sense well and you're you're good enough now to where you don't fuck up as much yeah and when you do you basically just make it funny. Oh, yeah. And oh, you no. just keep it rolling. We call one take wonders, man. No retakes. Yeah. That's essentially how we do the podcast here. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think, um, I don't do any intro music. We don't do anything. And then do the ads. Sometimes we'll do those front and back. Otherwise, I'll just literally just rip it live. Yep. And I'm like, fuck it, bro. Because I'm like, otherwise, it's too much work. Yeah. And then it is that. not enjoyable, right? So how much time do you spend like on the like content creation stuff? Like, is it just an hour a day? Uh, yeah, I'd say like, well, cause again, hours a day. you have your stuff. That's obviously the paid subscriptions and then the free shit mm-hmm. that you give out too. So is it like snippets of that? Or you're like, Hey, we're going to, how do you do the, what you're going to share for social? So we'll do the full workout, um, for the camera. And then as soon as it cuts, we just record the moves that were in the workout and post those onto social and then try and direct people. These are the moves from today's workout. Go over to the half training app and follow along. And then what else do you do? You do live shit on there? Do live shit. We do, uh, as far as like workload, I mean, we are handling right now like all management of the entire brand and advertising. So we, we li- I have a problem with coming up with projects, which is how I think our brand stays alive and continues to grow. But 
we're always doing stuff such as challenges or doing gift boxes and then trying to source how we're going to do the gift boxes. Like just ridiculous. There's always something on the go. And so do you guys like map it out for the whole year Mm -hmm. and then just stick to that? Yeah. So we have like a system that we got down an ebook once a quarter on top of the uh, apps. And then we also release an outfit every quarter. So then it's like email marketing to advertise that the outfit's coming, countdowns, social this, responding to that, you know, all the fun stuff. And And how much time do you spend on social a day? I don't. Zero. <laughs> Zero. You post and, I mean, other than the replying to people. Uh, or do you not do that? No, I do that. I have full disclosure and I'm always keeping it real with everyone. Like I have someone that will filter through because for me it was really challenging because I felt like I needed to make that move to allow someone to help me. The creeps, you mean? The creeps, yeah. So we filter through the, hey, sexy, I want to touch the sweat underneath your armpit people. How many? keeps me the good stuff. How many videos have you gotten? Oh, like inappropriate like, ones? Yeah. Quite a few. It's quite, there's a vault that I've saved them in if you're interested. Yeah. Well, we have a threat folder here, uh, too, a digital one and an in-person one because people will actually send mail here. Oh, that's they, amazing. They know we're here. But uh, usually I'll click it because I don't know. Now I'm getting your – you kind of get on to the, the game after a while. But, like, I would click it and I'm like, oh, maybe they're just sending a video to reshare or whatever. But I would click it and it would be like – and I'm for anybody listening, earmuffs if you're not – gonna want to hear this it would be like two dudes but like two dicks rubbing together oh nice like in a video and i'm like is that a thing is that a, like a <laughs> you're not even mad anymore yeah it's like oh what I'm is like, that i'm like monica what is this i'm like what are we doing here or like a girl like you know doing her thing like bent over and i'm like is this is like her intro to me like i'm an old married dude like what the fuck are we doing here so, <laughs> and does this shit work does it yeah. actually work i'm like do like so like when a dude sends like a dick pic like does that ever worked like I don't. For me, I mean, there's been a couple times that I've been tempted. You're like, you well, know. maybe I don't want to be married anymore. Right. This guy's penis is so amazing. Wow. Well, yeah. Fuck it. We'll go. Exactly. Here. No, I honestly, I don't get that many, but when we do, they're great. Yeah. But what? we all get some. Re- we actually had a really good phone call the other day. This is. I, I feel like I need to send it to you. So we had someone call the pump fit line before we closed, and we well, had they, it all recorded. They called you. Oh yeah, they called the gym, and it wasn't me. It was an older dude that they were asking for. Um, advice on like personal training I need the best trainer to help me get strong and fit and then it hangs up but the voicemail's like still got another minute and something on the, on the like you can see the line of it I was like let's just go forward and let me hear that so I fast forward and all of a sudden either he thought he hung up or he 100% knows that he didn't hang up and this is what gets him off and he's like underneath his breath he's like I need a big large big cup and oh, strong man to just help me like it was so hilarious and man it was a good one that one that saved for a while and if Paolo was here to tell the story he's a way better person at explaining those kind of things yeah I think so that's disgusting uh, and so I, good I, th- I think he meant to do that for sure and then I had to obviously google the number right yeah and like look it up put a face to the name I was just <sighs> so amazed by it all it really was interesting that's why that's why I ask if you go through them yourself or yes not, but. but now the other uh, someone else on my team will filter through the uh the creepy stuff or just the un- unnecessary, the not important stuff. And I try and hold that integrity, man. Because if someone has reached out, and I'm sure you can attest to this, and opened up that vulnerable side of themselves, like, who the hell am I to allow a stranger to respond to that, you know? And, and that's something that I struggle with as we grow online because I understand I can't answer every single thing. But it's, uh, it is a lot. But I, then again, I, when people, because again, people will share real shit mm-hmm. like in yeah. there. And I'm like, I usually take like an hour. I'll take 60 minutes and be like, okay, 
and I just I don't go on like the feed or anything. I literally just go in the DMs, DMs and I'm like too. boom 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 boom. And if we're gonna like if they have a question, and most of the time like that's how we create content. So it's like if they ask something, we've probably already podcasted it, blogged it, videoed it, mm-hmm. and like I just send it to them and we help them, which is fine. But short of that, like yeah, I can't. Uh, no offense, to anybody. I don't watch fitness. Stuff. No, neither do I. And I and I think that maybe I need to a little bit more to like stay up to date. But at the same time, anytime I do, I start to compare, and I'm like, man, maybe I need a do more or, you know, it's so like, stay in your lane. Yeah. I can't, again, like if it's, you know, your stuff, like if you're doing like animal flow, like I might watch it. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, but most of the stuff, like we, we know it. Right. And you might do, it might be one variation or like one thing new, but any of those people, like we've been friends with them for 10 years already. Right. And the stuff that I think is going to be cool is not going to be probably what the general public right. thinks is cool. So I'm like, no offense to anybody, but like, I don't want to watch a bunch of bullshit yeah and when you look at like if you ever go to like your suggested like on instagram Mine's so bad. mine is like um it's trucks uh <laughs> guns usually and like ufc mine are chihuahua puppies and jewelry it's a problem i do it all the time I'm like this is this is not okay like this is not all right that there's not one fitness person that pops up no i'm like but like why do you want to watch more fitness of people doing fitness yeah it doesn't make sense i like to educate myself in other ways right otherwise you just start to compare well yeah but like if i'm going to like i'm gonna like if i I use kelly store as the example like i'll just go buy the mobility white right. cert and i'll just watch him right talk about it but i'm like i don't want to watch somebody do a fucking shiny instagram workout like i yeah. don't really yeah. care it's not my thing uh so the balance between so now you guys you are still in florida you guys are traveling what are we doing so luckily um we have the power company, we've got the apps, then we had the gym, and then we have a company called Events where we are hired to work with some really cool brands. So I work with Nordic Track and iFit, and we get to travel around the world and uh, I've film. S- I've seen you. I've workouts. seen you in the commercials. Yeah, man, that's such a cool thing. And Who now is is uh, is Gideon in one of them? Yeah, Gideon is in it, and I actually see him a lot. It's great. Yeah, I've seen him on there, and you, I think, are the two. Yeah, which is um, crazy. It is, and John Peel actually he lives here. I should introduce, oh, yeah, introduce yeah, yeah. you guys. I think I've seen his stuff, yeah. Yeah, he's on there as well. Um, and when I was visiting, I was actually visiting Tommy Rivers, who's actually got cancer right now. And if you heard about that story, but he's a huge runner in the world. And he's, his wife is here as well, so I got to see everyone while it's here. But um, yeah, we get to travel around. We do our thing. And um, right now, we're about to sell our house and get an RV and go say fuck it and live on the road and live a much simpler life with no routine <laughs> and go be hippies for a while. That's tight, though. I can't wait. And where are you going? Is there a plan where you're going to go? You just yeah. Like- so we're going to leave in March. First thing we're going to do is, and while we're going around the trip, we're going to be filming content as well for, um, well, I probably shouldn't say for what. You can stay tuned for that. Yeah. But uh, we'll be in northern Arizona, Utah, Nevada, um, all the way up the West Coast. And then we're going up into Banff, Canada, into the National Park. It looks Cannot pretty wait. It looks pretty tight. Yeah. And then uh, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, and then finishing Colorado. Nice, dude. I can't wait. Yeah. That'd be dope, and hopefully the world would be normal. Yeah, the original plan was to take Pump Fit on the road and, you know, close the gym, but take it virt- like around and travel, but something tells me that that's just not going to be a good business model for this year. Um, probably, you know, I'm not a, I'm an idiot in a warehouse, so I don't know anything, but if I had to guess, probably Q2 of next year, like April, May, June, people will start to be doing more like normal people shit yeah and like by the summer for sure i ho- I really hope so where does i mean and again i don't again i'm a moron but you look at like 
whether you think it's right or wrong, the amount of people that traveled for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. was damn near the same as the year before, mm-hmm. which I do think, again, and I'm all like, we make a shit ton of money on the internet, and that's, I'm thankful for the podcast and all the things we do. It's not the same if you can't be with people. Mm-mm. It just isn't. You cannot replicate it. It is not as good. It, it's as great as you can make it, and a lot of people do it amazing, but it is not the same uh, being with people, 50 people in person. Right. As opposed to just like, oh, I watch you on this little screen every right. day. So that will come back for sure. I can't wait for that. I really can't. Because I think it makes us better, better coaches, better people. Uh, dude, it's fun. Like, it's a, well, selfishly, the money from some of these companies is ridiculous uh, for what we do, in my opinion, uh, which is great. But I'm like, just going to, oh, hey, we're going to be at the JW. We're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the experience yeah. of meeting people and hearing their stories. And like, because it's a one way thing. And that's, it's, it's humbling as it is. You guys, you watch the videos, you listen to the stuff we do. We don't get to see you. Right. We don't watch, we don't see any video. Well, I don't watch anything. I'm like, but I I don't, I'm not going to click on and creep through your life. But so we don't get to talk to you. We don't know what you do, anything. So to hear the stories and be around people is, is something that I cannot wait to happen. And it will. Yeah. And I think the, back to the DM part, whenever I have decided to not focus on responding, you don't know what you're doing right? You're not understanding quite how powerful or what the impact is that you're having on people, especially right now, if you're not seeing them. For sure. So like I need to be in touch and in tune with how I'm positively affecting these people's lives because that's so rewarding, right? And that's why we continue to do what we do. So I, I think it's important that we are in tune with how we're... Uh, well, it keeps you... It's I always say it's like, it's my oxygen. Yeah. If I didn't... And again, I'm not... Uh, Heather's probably more of this than me. Like she'll do the dishes and be like, did you notice I did the dishes? I'm like, yeah, great fucking job. <laughs> like it's what you do. Like, you know, people need that like feedback Yeah. and maybe because we probably get it more so than other people, but you're still, you don't get it consistently if you don't see humans in person. Mm-hmm. And even if it's like, well, you have all these people who follow you and listen to you. I go, but for all of that, like for every person who follows you, there's a ton of people who who don't follow you, but they really do. Mm-hmm. They like all your stuff, but they really never like it. They mm-hmm. love everything you're doing, but they never really comment. And if you're not getting that, it's the money's not going to do it enough. No. Um, and I'd say this because I'm richer now than I've ever been in my fucking life. And I'm like, I'm the same dude. Right. It really doesn't change it. I'm like, if it was just that, I would do this completely different. I'm like, it is the people like, hey, man, because you said this and because, you know, we've done these workouts these last two months, you've saved us. And because of that, we didn't gain 30 pounds. We didn't have these shitty eating and drinking habits. I'm like, it makes the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. And with no in-person interaction, it, uh, it makes you feel like, what the fuck am I really yeah, doing? Yeah. Like, it makes you feel well, like... It's like, are people interested in this? It doesn't matter. Yeah. Or is this stupid? Well, and it's weird because like I had this conversation with BJ. I said, I wish... And, and you're probably the same. Like, I wish I felt the same as I did when I was like 25. Like when I still thought it was super cool yeah. for people to tell me I was fit. Right. When I still thought it was super cool to people be like, man, you're shredded, bro. And I was like, fuck yeah, yeah dude. I'm awesome. Like, because you put all this time into it and you like want the feedback. And now I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I know what kind of shape I'm in. Like yeah. it's, it, that doesn't do it for me anymore. And though I feel you, I do. It's I do. Be- and it's interesting because even when, uh, I, I feel bad saying this too, like, but it, you, I'm glad that we're able to be aware of what fulfills us, even if we achieve it, you know, because doing some, all those names that you read off when you're explaining my bio and all these companies that you've worked for, like 
to most people that's like you've achieved it all like right but do you feel fulfilled doing those things like I recognize that it's amazing that I get to work for these incredible companies but it's not the action of being on the cover of mag the magazine that gets me off it's the fact that so many people are able to maybe meet me recognize me and then train with me and then that could then change their life that is like that feeds me you know yeah well that stuff is the the sizzle yeah and the steak is what you give them like when they come yeah and most of the young people who have ever worked here with me or want to or ask questions they ask the wrong fucking questions mm -hmm. in my opinion and i say this not because like i'm in this circle that they're not really in I didn't do it for this. Mm -hmm. it, this is not why it started. And the difference would be, and I say this all the time on this podcast, I would rather work for myself and make $17,000 a year than work for lifetime with nothing against lifetime and make 700,000 right. because this is my shit. And I want to impact it and help people the way that I want to do it. And I didn't do it and say, start to say, Hey, I'm going to start a fit. First of all, when I started doing this, you couldn't make any fucking money in right. fitness. So let's be crystal clear here. And then I wasn't like, well, I'm going to get on these magazine covers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to work with these brands and people are going to tell me I'm awesome and stroke my dick all day. Like that's not what it was about. Right. I'm like, selfishly, I don't want to hate my fucking Wednesday. And can I maybe help some people not feel like bags of shit? Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And we still do that. Just a bigger version. Right. And it. I think that's the common mistake because when it, I'm sure you get it all the time. It's like, how can I build a brand? Or how do you get to the point that you have this many people that follow you? It's like, what do you, what, not do, by what, doing that. what do you say though? Cause I'm going to tell you what I say when people ask me. I literally would be like, by not doing that, like you're going after the wrong thing. You know, I never was trying to get to this point. It actually was overwhelming when the following was happening and those that go out there, like trying to become a fitness influencer or trying to become an Instagram influencer, like, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not even going to touch the surface. You know, that your, your purpose or your passion is not there. It's all vanity, you know? I just don't, well, on a side note, like, I don't see how you could do it consistently long enough if that was just the goal. Right. Like, how that could, I mean, I guess if you, like, really love the superficial shit or like yourself maybe if you really love but yourself. god dude like i'm a fucking loser <laughs> like i'm not really but like i've had to do so much work to not be a complete you know fucking drug addict right you know, right in prison it's a miracle that i'm even here and still alive but i always tell people i'm like when they ask i'm like well dude just be really awesome yeah. every day for like 10 years yeah and if you can do that people will see what you do yeah that's it i go yeah and do we game it a little bit for sure because we're shredded and we wear outfits that show certain things and that's just part of the game. And I don't like doing that, to be honest. I go, but if I don't do it, people aren't going to stop scrolling ever and they're not going to see it and they're not going to hear what I have to say mm -hmm. and they're not going to be able to be coached by me. So we use the vanity part as a tool mm -hmm. to get people to stop. Right. But it, that's, and again, some people just want to be creeps and that's fine. That's happy to help you, you know, be a weirdo. But for most people, like that's how they saw us because you had this crazy bright red hair because you were ripped, you know, because you're attractive. And then they're like, oh, well, fuck, she's 19 things more than that. But that's the reason we stopped. Why they stopped. Yeah. And it's, it's sad that you have to do that, but that is a challenge in fitness. Yeah. You got to be like, I always use the quote, like be so good that they can't ignore you. But then you can't just be so good. You've got to, it's got to be so much more than that. Well, because like in like there's friends of mine and you know, a lot of people do who are great fitness coaches mm -hmm. and you'll never fucking know them. Right. You'll never see them because they can't put all the pieces together. And it's sad because they're never going to be able to help as many people as 
need help. Right, and they could be great for that. And, and then you have the other others that are really shit, but, but they know how to do a build a brand. They look the part, but they're terrible. Yeah. And they're giving you terrible advice. Yeah. So to my next question, the biggest challenge in the fitness industry that you see, if there is something that's like, and it can be anything, there's no wrong answer really. I think that the for females maybe is where I'm standing at for here, but I think it's just become so sexualized. Um, it has. Yeah. <laughs> and that for me is a big challenge that I, but I also think it's helped me build my brand that I refuse to like give into that, you know? Yeah. But uh, I think that's a huge challenge. And I also think that it's just extremely oversaturated and which I think is a challenge for people that are trying to come in right now. But as far as the people that are already in, in that circle that you talk about, I just think if you continue to, uh, improve yourself in a professional way, but also personal development way that you can continue to, to, to succeed. It's uh, yeah. I mean, if I look at it, fitness as a whole, we just do a, maybe if I look at like, you know, historically it's a, you do a disservice because I think some people think it's just shredded abs and, you know, a tight ass and like to look, you know, good in this outfit or to be sexy. And that's part of it for sure. But what, you do in fitness is so much more than that mm -hmm. and it gives people so much more and it's hard to cut through the noise because the barrier for entry is so fucking easy mm -hmm. and any you know i said this the other day i was getting a spray tan for our videos we're shooting and the girl's like oh yeah my uh, fiance is a, a fitness coach and i'm like here we fucking go with this <laughs> and he's probably way better than me i don't fucking know I go, but probably let's be real he's not like <laughs> like like because i've given my entire life to this you know and it's like I'm sure the dude tries his best, but it's so anybody and their brother can like be an expert. And I guess everybody is in something like maybe you are to just your family in politics or in fitness or something, but it's, it's so easy to get into it. And people are, it's so visually appealing to see, oh, well, this girl looks this way. I'm going to listen to her stuff. I'm like, you don't got the same parents. Mm -hmm. You don't have the same upbringing. You don't have the same lifestyle. I go, that's not why we should be with somebody. It can be part of it for sure. But it's like, what are, not just how they look, but what are they showing you? Right. Like what movements are they teaching you? How do they talk about nutrition? How do they talk about themselves? What do they value? Like I look at that and I'm not against stuff, obviously. At some point, this amazing 2008 Honda Accord will leave me. I go, but this car has made me so much money. It's the greatest thing in the world. I'll do a full podcast on it one day. I go, but I, when I see fitness people standing in front of like a fucking Ferrari, mm -hmm. like with the shirt off, I'm like, what, what are we, what are we helping people do? Right. What message are we really sending people? Like, that's the problem is then you get lumped in with that horse shit mm -hmm. because, well, you're the ripped girl here, but so is this other ripped person. Not knowing that you've actually done the work. Right. And studied and learned and like ran a business and are doing things beyond that. And that is, it's a tough thing to to educate people on, I don't know if, how you ever get past it, but it's where we are. Try and blend, you know, both worlds. I think that the ultimate strength, right? Because I think my goal is always to find strong and like that word strong of trying to find this powerful armor that now it used to be in numbers. Like how much weight can I lift or what, how fast can I do whatever is performance style. And now to me, like the ultimate strength is intangible. It's not physical. It's your brain. <laughs> it's the ability to have total control over your emotions and, to have awareness and, and want to become a better person, not just from the outside in, but from the inside out, like genuinely. Well, I mean, fuck, if it, this is not the year to do it, there's not going to be a better year, right? everybody. Right? If, if this shit hasn't murdered you yet so far. What you waiting for? Fuck, dude. It's coming. Ugh, it is just the worst. Um, how old are you now? 29. Damn, bro. God. 
to be young again. About to be 30, you know, that's why I chopped my hair off. Making some changes. Getting older. That's (laughs) why I was like, how long, how long can you do this shit for? I know, right? But I I will say in, I've talked about this too with um, Dave Jack too. And none of us would be here without DJ. So Absolutely. Shout out to him. Absolutely. Um, the older you get, though, the more impressive it is. Yes. Because you're like, well, fuck, you're 45, you're 46, you're 50, and you're fucking still like. Yeah. Th- then it becomes almost like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like it's, and I always say like any, that's what I say too, when, you, when you're when you following a fitness person or when you're, you're listening to people and you're seeing them, as they kind of move on, you're like, man, they've been doing it for 10 years, 12 years, 15 years, 20 years. Like, that's what's impressive. Yeah. Anybody can be fit when they're 22. Yeah. And that, anyone can be fit for a year. It's not right? that hard. But can they consistently do it over time? Mm-hmm. So your own workouts now. Uh, this year, I guess. You're doing just the group stuff you video and that's it? Or how do you do it? So, yeah, we do our videos through... Uh, what do you mean, the group stuff? From like, the... like, how do you personally work out now? Oh, my, my... That's the thing, right? So, unfortunately... It has become a battle, which is why we're making some changes, but I'm a stubborn motherfucker and I need to do what I need to do for me. So as much as I love working out, sounds familiar. (laughs) As much as I love working out in front of a camera, that's not for me. That's for others. Right. And I know that I have to train for myself. So man, I'll be in the gym at like, I don't care what time of day it is. If it's 4am or if it's 11pm, I'm not leaving until I've done my workout. What do you like to do? Strength. At the moment, because everything we're doing on camera is such high intensity and conditioning, body weight, body weight yeah. and even just metabolic conditioning through kettlebells and stuff that I can't lift the weights that I want to lift yeah. on camera. So I want to lift some heavy shit. And so how many days a week are you training yourself? Uh, five days. Yeah. And there are two days you basically just do whatever, mobility? Or, yeah, mobility for sure. I have to. Yeah. That's something I miss from coaching too, man. Like I didn't realize how much I was moving and stretching with every class. So I've been trying to do that more, but yeah, I will take one day fully off entirely and do absolutely nothing and then hate my life the next day. Yeah. Uh, eat some burgers, you know, drink a margarita or two. You drink booze still? I do. Yeah. Back on the booze, not heavy, but I like to socially drink for sure. Yeah. But you quit for a while. Yeah. Yeah. That was a waste of time. Yeah. You got to be a normal person. Yeah, man. I, um, yeah, I'm okay now. I can do, I can do some things in moderation. I'm all right. Yeah. I'm working on it. Yeah. It's, uh, I just don't like to feel like shit. Right. That's what it's come down to. I'm like, I'm just not willing to give up the next day. Well, for me, it's like more than a day now. Like I can't get to that place anymore. I can't do it. Um, yeah, it's been, well, there was one day during this, we, we went and I've told her on the podcast, we went to this, we rented this Airbnb, this log cabin. It looked amazing. And we got there and it was like a log cabin of a serial killer. Really? And it was just like really, <laughs> I mean, the fireplace was cool, but it like, and we met two friends who come here, both fit. Whatever, the dude's super fit. And uh, I'm like, I'm like, Heather, if they're not going to come, I'm like, we're fucking leaving. Like, that's how bad it was. And I grew up, like, in the ghetto. So, like, if I'm saying it, it's fucking awful. And uh, anyways, we were there, and I remember, like, him and I basically drank a whole bottle of, uh, like, whiskey that night. And I don't know why, and, like, I'm like, I don't ever, ever do that. And, man, the entire next day just a bag of shit like we're like going on we're like hiking and i'm not even talking i'm not saying a fuck i didn't eat one thing the whole day i like shit like seven times yeah it's not good feeling i'm like god dude i'm like how did you ever do this for like years yeah you complete idiot yeah and if i ever do like i have school nights monday through friday i don't fuck around because i want to get up and i feel like i'm not uh performing well if i get distracted during the week so if i do have some drinks it'll be on the weekend 
Yeah. What time do you get up most days? Um, trying to sleep in now is a really, really big problem after having a gym for so many years. It yeah. sucks. I know. But naturally, if I try and sleep in, I can maybe sleep into like seven. <laughs> That's not bad. It's not bad. But mm-hmm. are you at back before it was five, four thirty or five? Yeah, I get up at uh, 3.50. When we had the 5 a.m., it was a 3.30. But I did, we didn't do that for long. Dude, I can't do that anymore. It's, because uh, the days are also late. Like, we don't get to go home too early. Like, our last class was at 7.30 to 8.30. And you would be, yeah. you'd be there for the whole shit. Well, if I was coaching, but Paolo yeah. would be. Someone would be. So neither of us would be home until after them. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind early. I'm only here one day later. Right, so yeah. I'm I'm out of here early most days with p- people and then the computer shit I can't stand but it's what makes money so it's like you got to do it yeah but yeah coming here especially the winter time when it's dark oh god it's and like, it's cold here oh man it's uh well now with like all the bullshit we do stuff outside all the time no matter what Eesh. so we pop the garage where like I and I'm schlep again I cannot wait till we're back to like fucking normal yeah like I'm schlepping these assault bikes outside oh, it's five I got like construction lights on in the back and shit <laughs> and bless the the soul the people who come here you guys are amazing I'm like it is 45 degrees and you're riding an assault bike out there and it's pitch black yeah and it's like I'm like god this. but doesn't that inspire you like you guys are crazy well I've said this too I'm like you know, I'll do this until I hate it, probably. Um, and and I'll probably never hate it. But in all reality, I every day, even when I'm like, I'm tired, whatever, I got 19 things to do. And, you know, you sometimes it's a business, right? Like we, we can talk about helping people all we want. At the end of the day, it, this has to make money. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it's an economical world. As much as I don't fucking like that, it is what it is. I'm like tired I'm like my body hurts because i'm working out i'm doing this i got seven other things to do i pull up in the parking lot and i'm like trisha's car will already be here and it's like 4 41 and i'm like if these fucking people are gonna wake their ass up and come here and work out at 5 a.m i'm like you gotta you gotta try bro mm-hmm. like it's a that's probably the most humbling thing of all the stuff we do not the the magazine shit and the big brands and all this cool stuff you're on commercials all that shit it's Human beings, they have a choice every day. They can lay in bed. They can hang out with their families. They can take vacations. They're choosing to wake up and drive their ass yeah, in the dark and the cold to come do these terrible fucking workouts. And they pay you. Yes. It's insane. <laughs> you know, and it, 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 same thing with me. If you, it's insane. If you can't be humbled by that, man, I'm like, and, the, and just be like, that's why, because it matters. Yeah. Because they need it beyond just fitness. Right, right. At that point. Um, so you're, the training stuff, uh, eating wise. How do we eat? Eating wise, uh, now I'm just like loving life, man. I used to be very anal about what I eat and now I don't diet. I just eat good, healthy, nutritious foods and stay real balanced. I don't measure my food. Um, nothing. I don't shy away from anything, but I also don't eat junk, you know? Well, cl- clearly. We could, we could tell. If you look like a bag of shit, I'd be like, maybe we shouldn't do the podcast. So, okay. uh, no macros, nothing. Nothing anymore. Me neither. It's so cool, man. It's great. And I like have this new hobby of growing uh, vegetables and stuff. So to cook all the sh- shit that you grow in your own garden is a really rewarding f- feeling. So we're that's, having a good time in the kitchen at the moment. That's tiny, dude. Yeah. Um, supplements. What do you take? Anything special? Nothing crazy. Just uh, protein. I'm with it. So we do protein. Oh, yeah. How um, is that? I love it, man. It's a cool. That is something that I really enjoy. It's because it's you can totally be yourself. It's a bunch of very like-minded individuals. No fluffy shit. 
Because what is that, Aubrey and a team of people, right? Yep, There's Aubrey. Whole... He had, there's a new CEO now, but I mean, the, the coaches, the other athletes that represent the brand, like they're real true fitness uh, professionals. Yeah, I had a guy here, he worked at Axos um, until recently, because now Axos got, I just feel so shitty for every company. I know, Like man. So Axos is kind of fucked. And uh, he worked, so he worked for the UFC before that, and then for Axos, all the corporate partnerships. So he would go to the meetings like on and he was telling me because like how they're going to try to go from basically they're just they're growing obviously mm -hmm. from level one to two and he'd explain it, it sounds just very fitness centric yeah and i saw your stuff on there which yeah is tight. and they do like it's like different kinds of fitness you know using unconventional tools and their whole total human optimization goes beyond fitness and because where is it's it cool. austin yeah 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 so protein anything else protein i do take melatonin which is one of the the, the supplements that they have which yeah. i loved from them and then i'll take like a a strength workout, but it's a pre-workout, but there's no stimulants in it. No, no caffeine. What the hell is in there? Uh, beets. Uh, beets? Beets, Bear, baby. Bears, beets. Bears and beets. Man. It's got great ingredients, but it's a, whole, it's a whole blend. So it's good stuff, but really not. I've never been huge into supplements. Me neither. Athletic greens. Obviously, anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, basic stuff. I, I do the normal C, D, zinc. Uh, been on a mushroom kick, too. Oh, yeah. So that's another thing I do do, actually. Uh, Shroom Tech, their product is great. I don't use it every day. Do you have some? Um, I have a ton of different. I don't know what these I'll have to send are. you some, dude. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I love their Shroom Tech, but also their Alpha Brain. They just came out with a few more flavors yeah. that are just, uh, you can just dissolve them, dissolvable. It's all the real shit, like Lion's Mane, yeah. all the normal stuff. I'm trying yeah. to think, like, we just, uh, we've got like five different kinds at our house. There's like a powder we just got for the first time. I don't know who the fuck makes it. I'll have to look. Uh, I'm just, I'll try anything that's like natural. Yeah. But it's basically CD, zinc, greens, CBD. Yep. I'm a fan of all that stuff. They're Me too. And they have really good, they're more expensive, but it's like really good source ingredients. But again, like that's, you know, I'm trying to think like for people listening, like, and I say Athletic Greens because obviously they sponsor the podcast, you know, forever. It's like a hundred bucks a month. But if you're talking about all the shit you're going to do, mm -hmm. like, why would you not, and again, like. I've said this for a long time. Obviously, eat real food. That's the key. Everything. Spend your money there. But I'd live in a smaller house. I'd drive a shittier car. I'd wear my clothes longer. If it meant I could put better shit in my body. Absolutely. But people like, oh, I got my, and again, no offense to Walmart. I got my multivitamin at Walmart. Right. Dude, oh, it's yeah. horseshit, bro. Yeah. Like, a lot of these things are not what they say they are. Right. For the most part. Um, a couple more questions. We'll get you out of here. We've been talking No, this forever. has been awesome. I know. It's good to catch up. It's been a long time. I know, bro. It's sad. Well, and I said this too, and this is, the, you know, everybody says, well, this is the year. I fucking shit you not. I'm like, we, we did this whole thing, like, we're going to pay off our house. And I'm like, we're going to do it by my 37th birthday. And then I end up like, like anything in life, I get addicted to shit. And I'm like, we ended up doing it. And that was 24 months. We did it in 14 months. So I paid like this ridiculous amount of money off. And I said, as soon as this is done, I'm like, do you know how much cool dope shit I'm going to fucking do? This is in February. Go figure. Oh, I'm like, man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm going to like, I'm going to get front row tickets to the Twins game. I'm like, my best friend lives in Minneapolis. I'm like, we're going to go to that. I'm like, we're going to take this trip, this trip, this trip. I'm like, I'm going to do like a road tour. I'll go see beach, like all these cool things. And then like, I've been fucking nowhere oh, and I've dude. done nothing. And it's like dog shit. All right. Well, March, whenever we do do this road trip, you guys are going to come in and, uh, Either you can more than welcome to stay in our fifth wheeler or grab a, a van and come be hippies for like a week or two. Oh, bro. As long as you stay close to a Marriott, we're golden. <laughs> bro, we got my wife. We can stay, that's we, true. That's yeah, true. If you guys want to go out, want to stay at the Ritz, 
you know. Hey, yeah. a little glam glam. Yeah. It's, I'm definitely um, be craving that after not showering and living with my husband in a 10 by 10 steel tin. Yeah. It's nice to, to get a reprieve. It's like a break <laughs> yeah. from it. Yeah. yeah. So no, we definitely, I'm down for that for sure. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, where am I at here with these? So above all these things, like what is the thing that, or I guess, do you have fitness influences like that either got you into fitness or have helped you along the way in fitness other than the people we probably already mentioned or the thing that just keeps you, I keep showing up and doing it. I think, um, a little bit of all. So I think the biggest influence for me of to, to get into this space was has to be BJ man. And meeting all the people that we met uh, through Reebok, watching you, watching Alexia, watching everyone that during that time just do their thing and grow. Like I think how, it's incredible. How many, like when you think about that though, and again, I'm, I like the people I like. Um, how many awesome people did you have like in such a small circle? Like to how fake that was. I don't think... And I think about it like how like Rogan will talk about the comedy store for them, like in terms of comedians. But you're talking like if it's a Reebok in the same room at the same time. So it's like all people I like. If it's BJ, if it's you, if it's Alexia, if it's Ashley Horner, if it's Jen Silent Mike, mm-hmm. Corey G, mm-hmm. like all the same fucking people together. That's fucking insane. Yeah. Like, and no offense, Reebok, we love you guys. That's a shit the bed thing. Yeah. Like, no bro, one's with them, right? Like, no. Not, I mean, I don't want to tell a bunch of stories on the podcast, but I'm like, that's such a huge. And then David Jack mm-hmm. being the dude, and then Jeremy Shore. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, the fact that I'm just now even thinking Heidi that, and Chris. Oh my God. It's, it's insane. It's fucking stupid. It really, really is. You have, Jamie. It's so all crazy. these awesome fucking people at once. And it's like, all right, um, later, guys. Well, hi. If you guys want to do this, keep doing this for a t shirt. Yeah. And that's not even like, some of the CrossFit people who I think some of them are fucking great. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, bro. It's yeah. fucking bad. Yeah. Sorry to get off topic. Interesting, right? Yeah. But no, BJ is, um, I say this all the time, uh, David Jack, obviously, without, I would not be the same person if he didn't exist. He's fitness Jesus, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know how else you say it. Yeah, that's so true. Great uh, way of describing him. But he's like the Pied Piper. Like he's yeah. just like, he's just an exceptional human being. Like, and I said this uh, to some guys today. He's the only dude where he wants you to be way better than him yeah. freely. Like, yeah. I want all of you guys to be awesome, but selfishly, I want to be awesome too. Right. Uh, I'm a selfish asshole. And I think we're all that way. That's why we all are the personalities we are. But he doesn't give a shit. Right. Like, and he's he's the only one who's done that where we all have a bigger platform than right. him. He is, it's literally the most insane thing I've ever seen. Like, you don't meet people like that. I know, man. I, I've uh, had a couple opportunities, and I really hope that we can continue to make it happen. But he's so good, and that there's so many companies that need an older demographic to represent their brand, and like he like needs to be that guy. He's you know? too selfless to a fault, right? Because the world needs to know like who he is. Yeah, like he's that good. Yeah, absolutely and, incredible human. And then I say BJ for the fact of like, if there was no BJ, there would not be a Jeremy Scott Fitness because this or is, Hannah, yeah, or Alexia, maybe, maybe you know, it wouldn't be the same. No. Well, that was my first opportunity. Like ever. Ever. And then, funny story actually, because you were there. Um, I think Jill may have come through one time when we were there. I barely remembered that experience. Oh, yeah. Years go by and they call me back. They're like, hey, Hannah, we remember you from when you're on set of Metashred. 
And you ha we had such a great uh, experience and such a good rapport that we wanted to reach out and ask you if you wanted to do your own DVD. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Crazy, right? <laughs> like you're, the way that you are and your personality and where you treat people matters, man. Like that comes back around. Yeah. So you should always be good to people, man. So how long after Metastra did you do that? Like three years. Was it? Yeah. Because I remember, I don't think BJ got along with Joe. No, I don't think I'm trying to remember the <laughs> yeah, story. This is, this is true. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to like, I don't want to say a lot of people listen to this, so I'm not going to say anything crazy, but I don't think they were best friends. Um, they de definitely didn't see eye to eye for a few things. I'm sure. No. Um, I can tell you that he told you how he left. Yeah, man. It's fucking crazy. Um, but again, even that when I don't want to get off too off topic, um, cause we've been talking forever, but even him, cause he had called me, he's like, what do you think if I'm going to leave? I'm like, bro, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Like, I remember what they said they were going to pay him and he's worth way more. And I'm like, even if you start your own stuff and it doesn't equal that up front, I'm like, you're going to be way happier. Oh yeah. And you're going to make way more money because you're way too fucking talented. And now when you see him morph into the BJ that he really is, right? it's amazing that he could be restrained for as long as he did. I know. Um, as I he know. was there. But I think about the same time um, she had messaged me and says, Hey, do you want to do, um, I had just bought this space. Like I literally, I think I just bought it like the week before and it was not this. I had like 13 subcontractors here and she's like, do you want to do a men's health, your own DVD? And I'm like, no, I'm like, I'll never make it bro. <laughs> and because when it's, and again, I know it's not the same cause you don't have to do every single thing, just you, but I'm like, there's no way I can give you the time into it and build this to get the people to where they have to be. I'm like, it'll fucking kill me. And I remember like, oh, my God, Hannah can do it. She'll be, she'll be. <laughs> well, thanks for that, man. She'll be okay. I but, appreciate but, it. But like you, well, because again, women's health, men's health is, you know, they're separate things. But I'm like, you like that more than I do. Yeah, I do. I really enjoy it. I really do. Like, it's cool. I'm like, and the money. I'm like, you need to pay me way fucking more. Because <laughs> you feel like shit. It's a lot. It's a lot of pressure and stress. Oh, yeah. Well, at least that, at least the way that we did that one, because I've done other stuff where it's not as bad. Like we've done like Action Hero Jacked where it's like, I can program it. I can create it. Like when BJ programmed that and you're doing all the worst stuff, I'm like, I felt so fucking shitty. That's probably the, that's probably like the sickest I ever was in my whole life, I think. Oh, really? Uh, not during it, but do you know how I got there, right? So let me tell the story quick. I don't want to, I don't let you go. Um, so it was my, my birthday. Mm -hmm. So, but I, we had a wedding to go to for Heather's friend. So I was here. I flew from here to Portland. We drove from Portland to like Gearhart. Is it Washington or Oregon? One of the fucking two, like right on the coast. I wake up on my birthday and they're like, your flight is canceled. And that's my flight to go to shoot the DVD. No. And so I'm like up texting Sabrina at like fucking three o'clock in the morning. Cause I had to get up by like three to drive to the airport and make it there. And it was to fly from there to Newark. Well, the flight is canceled. So instead, they redirect me. I fly from Portland to D.C. I fly from D.C. to Newark. Alexia oh, waits man. for me for like two hours. <laughs> then Alexia and I drive to obviously Allentown or wherever the fuck it is. And then I finally get there. Film the whole thing. Obviously, the thing beats my ass completely. Fly back here for like two days. And then I get on a plane because we're going to Barcelona. So then I fly back to, I think, North Carolina and then North Carolina to Barcelona. And I was sick as shit the whole trip. Oh, man. Like the worst sinus infection, like the worst beatdown I've ever had in my whole life. And I, I believe it. I made the best of it, but I was just like, 
you just wore your body I'm like this thing out. St- the thing stole from me yeah it like stole my yeah. soul from me and I'm like I'm traumatized ever since it, well, uh, do you still do seesaw lunges or what I mean I <laughs> well I said and I shared this too so that's because that the program is so ass heavy in my opinion yeah. that first fucking I don't even remember I've never watched it have you no I can't I'm I can't watch myself no so I've never watched one second of it and I remember because Adam Campbell's there and I always knew Adam from years before from doing other stuff He's there that first night we're doing like the workout one and it's so split squat heavy. And I'm like, my legs are fucked. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking make it. I'm like, I'm going to fucking quit. And men's health is never going to call me again. I'm never going to get paid. I'm like, this is terrible. I'm like, I want to just, I want to leave right now. And, you know, I get through the week and after being sick and all the shit. And I said to myself, I'm like, I'm going to do split squats for a whole fucking year, every day. Oh, that's awesome. And so for every day, for a whole year, I did some version of split squats, whether it was voodoo banded, loaded, unloaded, tempo, whatever. And that's like, it had made the biggest change that's in like amazing, my man. development, but fucking miserable. Like that was just. <laughs> Make a weakness a strength. Now but, it is, right? <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, fuck. Cause like you guys were like, and it's again, they should have done it the reverse, but it's men's health. So you can't like, I should have done the worst version, like the easiest, the Alexia version. And then Alexi could be in the middle, and you should just done the hardest version. That's no. how that's how I would film it. Man, that was brutal. That was so brutal. Because like you guys would be over there like talking, and like <laughs> and I'm like in the corner with my fucking legs up, like just sitting here like oh please my save god. me please save me and I'm like please can the workout be like not splits in every fucking workout. Uh, split squats, a hop, sp- uh, plyometric, split jumps, uh, burpees, two lateral bear crawl. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, and I literally, I've known BJ for a decade. I'm looking at him, I go, did you really do this? I'm like, did you really do this program? I'm like, I don't know if you did. This is fucking terrible, dude. And so like every young person out there listening, I'm like, just be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because you got to really be fit and then yep. not look like a serial killer on camera while, too. while you're doing it this is true god it's fucking terrible and still like show up the next day when you can barely get out of bed and have a good attitude oh dude and be thankful yeah because they could have picked any other asshole absolutely and that you. does drive me a lot even now i like have moments when i do these trips and we travel because they're like heavy men and they're running so we're doing like 15 20 miles a day sometimes because that's what it is right when you film for an order track uh yeah so they have treadmill but they have other um equipment as well but where I'm focusing on at the moment is a lot of treadmill and uh, cross training. So on and off. So running and free work. So how does it work? You show up to set or like, do you program it? Yeah. All my programming. They'll give a structure, be like four weeks, four workouts a week, under 30 minutes, beginners go. And then you film it, follow along. Mm-hmm. God, bro. But I those are amazing, this. dude. It's, it's like a Anthony Bourdain through fitness. It's like we learn about the countries or the locations that we're at. And we get to fill our brains with facts about the culture or whatever. And then while we're running, we educate the user. It's like an experience thing. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, those are amazing. And they're not um, straining. I know that's 15 mi- miles sounds like a lot, but it's like doing one workout from Metashred Extreme. Like that intensity is just out well, the roof. Well, that's the thing too where I don't think people get like when you film some of that stuff, like you're filming three workouts in a day. Yeah. Like it's not just, hey, it's, it's workout one. No. It's workout three. We just changed outfits. Yeah. That's it. It's a 28-day program in like four or five days, right? It's fucking it's nuts. the worst, dude. Nuts. Like, I'm just not a... I hate myself enough to do <laughs> terrible stuff, but we do these Metcons like one day a week. Yeah. Like, I do one legit... Like, I'll do little stuff during the week. Like, I'll lift. That's mm-hmm. what I do. And then I'll do 
like six to ten minutes of dynamic stuff uh-huh. or like something like that, like ski, bike, row, whatever the fuck. Or I'll, I can, you know, do some aerobic things. I'm not going to do that shit. I don't th- my body can't take it. Yeah. Not when you're really going all out. They just I just don't see how it's possible. And now, like as time is going on and I've been doing this a while now, like the Hannah that started versus the Hannah that is now is definitely toned down. <laughs> Oh, dude. So when they asked me to go back for Fire 2.0, I'm like, well, how the fuck do I top that? Because I was on my A game then, like oh. so intense all the time. And you, what happens is this, like, hey, well, hey, you do get older. And so yeah. there's, there's a reason pro athletes aren't doing stuff when they're 45. Yeah. And they basically like these running backs are like, well, he's 27. He's finished. It's like, there's a fucking reason yeah. for that. I'm like, but you look at it, you become so much smarter. Like mm-hmm. you can get more done now with less mm-hmm. than you ever have. Back, yeah. If you think about... 2015 and or no let's go before that 2013 you're doing crossfit shit you can maybe still make it through those workouts i don't fucking know but no, i showed myself that last week but you'd be like oh yeah because where did you go because i think heather said she's having heather watch your stories uh would you go combat crossfit oh yeah 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 it's a it's a big space yeah it's beautiful too i would drive by there during this lockdown shit and they were doing stuff in the fucking back alley and I felt so fucking bad for him. I'm like, that's a huge space. It's yeah. expensive too. It's in a good yeah. spot. And I'm like, but she's like, you were there. And I'm like, you just can't, you're too smart to do the same shit mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. You just know too much. Yeah. For sure. I don't know how it feels. You don't want to do that anymore. No. Uh, best tip for somebody looking to, whether it's take a risk like you're doing now or start a business, whether it be general business or like in fitness business. So someone who's listening like, oh, Hannah's fucking awesome. I want to be just like her. When people say it to me, Jeremy, oh, you're amazing. I learned so much from you. You're a mentor. I go, first of all, don't make me be the guy. I've done everything wrong. And I go, two, I want to start a fitness business. What would you tell me to do? I'd be like, don't do it, bro. Yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. If you love it, well, we can talk about it, but just really be sure. But if you were give somebody advice, maybe the things that you would do different or they're just getting into it. They want to start a gym or they want to be the person on the internet or maybe they want to do both. I'd say if someone was trying to make a decision that is not related to business, I would say to dream big and have a plan and just keep executing the plan until you reach the goal. If someone was going to want to open a gym, I would question them and ask them if that's really what they want to do. Because I think a lot of people that try and open a gym think that they're just going to work out all day and that's it. It is so fucking far from the truth. You do less working <laughs> oh, out. Oh, yeah. And I would say this. I think you would be – if your goal was just to be super fit, as dumb as it sounds, you'd be better off if you had a normal 9-to-5 job. Yeah. Because it's done at 5 or you can work out before work and it's a set schedule. Oh, yeah. And believe it or not, like coaching other humans and being in the same space for 12 hours, it's not super motivating to do your workout afterwards. Nope. Not at all. So I would say – Make sure that you understand what it takes to run a gym and a successful gym. And if you are going to run a gym, you need to focus on, I always look at it now as three things. Um, your new client acquisition, uh, your community outreach if you are in a facility, and taking care of your team. Those three things are the most important. Team being number one. Um, you know, Make sure that you surround yourself with good people that are better than you or bring something to the table that you don't. Uh, learn from each other. Keep learning. And just understand that running a gym or having a gym is not what you think it is. So do your homework. No, it is. Uh, it's your life. Yeah. And then one more point to that, I guess, which was my mistake, which we made. We opened our gym without a plan, without a system is the word I should say. So we just opened the gym and we were the new gym in town, which was helped our success. Then my online presence helped our success. And then when all of that 
honeymoon stage was over, it was like, oh shit, like we actually have to have a system here. We have to keep our X amount of members in and we have to get X amount of new people to come in this month, you know, like that you have to have a system. Otherwise you're going to live and be like a slave to your business running around trying to make it work for the rest of your life. Yeah, like a P&L sheet. Exactly. Like basically, you know, like, oh, what's yeah, that? Yeah, the basic yeah, shit. Exactly. Um, I did the same thing though. I didn't know anything Mm-mm. when I started. I well, you know what I did say. I remember sitting in her old space, which was, again, like when we all share our stories. How ridiculous that the fact that any of us are fucking here um, <laughs> is just a, it's just to show you like you can do it mm-hmm. um, if you're willing to die for it. Absolutely. But talent talent is a real thing though too. Like you are very talented, but I, I, I yes, but, but I think it's a very small piece of the pie. Yeah, but I'm like, you have to. If you don't have that piece, it's even fucking harder though, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, and you're and you're willing to give up like huge parts of your life to learn the stuff. Right. Like when I say learn it, like there's people in fitness we've talked about them who are like they look. I don't want to say anybody's name, but I really do. But I won't. Um, I'm proud of you. That I've met, I've met, I mean, just, oh, that bothers me. That are super popular, right? Mm-hmm. Have massive influence. They can't write a basic fucking workout program. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. fucking terrible, yet they have all this juice. You actually will learn the stuff and create a program that makes sense to your people and how to help them and do it. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that. And you're willing to give up a year of your life to try to be the fittest fucking person on the planet to do these things. That takes a certain level of dedication and talent but it like you also have the tools to do it there's a lot of people who say like oh i can go do this i'm like but they're just fucking terrible mm-hmm. and they suck at it where you'll do that and you're willing to die for something in order to make it happen where mm-hmm. a lot of people can start doing that but there's no longevity in it right and you're i, I say like we're dumb enough to keep mm-hmm. doing it over and over and over again stubborn man just refusing to quit and here's a question and maybe i don't know if we should keep going here but you don't think that you're going to le- reach a certain level of success doing what you're doing. And then you do. And then what? You keep raising the bar. Like, do you have an end goal? I mean, me? Yeah. I really, I mean, I have things I'd like to do. Uh, but I don't, I don't set goals the way like some people do anymore. Because it doesn't, it doesn't fucking matter to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I'm not motivated by the same things I used to think were cool. Mm-hmm. Especially now as a molder. And... I remember, you know, and that's why I say like the fact that we're here is crazy. Like you were out getting lit up, slanging drinks, doing drugs, and then this is who you become. Like yeah. I'm this guy, you know, basically doing the same thing, probably drinking and doing more drugs and just being a complete fucking loser. Mm-hmm. And then I get into fitness because I have one real job my whole life. I'm an academic advisor. It's the only thing I ever fucking did. And I would spend half the day working on my Jeremy Scott Fitness website, which basically equated to just pictures of me with no clothes on. That's, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous, right? And I'm like, the people, I'm like, this is gonna get them. And I just, and this I, th- is the one. and I thought I would have a gym like, you, do you remember Animal Pack? Yeah. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. So like, I thought like that's what I was gonna do. So like, I grew up in that world, like the, and again, that's how I came up in fitness. So like, I'm doing like all the stuff with muscle and fitness. Mm-hmm. I just look the part. I'm really just a fucking idiot at that point. And I always thought that was cool. I'm like, well, the bigger I can get, the, the more jacked I am. So like, uh-huh. I'm going to have animal pack. We're going to be wearing fucking boots in here. Yeah. Cut off jean shorts. Chains. It's Tupac. Metallica is all we're going to play. And then obviously I live in Scottsdale and it's mostly women, at least who started, <laughs> at least who started here. But when I started in our old space, it was just a, it's a warehouse. It was just a basketball floor 
which I fell into a buddy of mine who just basically couldn't pay the bills. And I remember sitting in the lobby. I didn't even know what the fuck I would call it. So clearly Jeremy Scott Fitness is as creative as I can get because <laughs> I'm an idiot. Um, and I remember saying to Brett at the time who basically got me into the space, I'm like, if I can just get a hundred people to pay me a hundred bucks a month, I'm like, I'll be so fucking happy. I go, cause that's $10,000. And even if this costs me 6,000 to run it, I'll have $4,000. I can pay taxes and bills. I'd have like two grand a month. I'll be fucking rich. Yeah. And I'm like, this would be fucking great. And I'm really, I'm not that far removed from that person. Is as, as dumb as that sounds and all the, the fucking super cool shit we get to do. I'm like, I just want to be able to help people in whatever vehicle that is. And yes, I need to get fucking paid for it. And I know what I'm worth. And I have been in enough corporate meetings to where we can do what we want to do. But I just don't want to have people tell me how to do it. And I want to be able to do it the way that I think is going to help people the best. So like when someone's like, well, what is the goal? I'm like, well, as long as I'm still enjoying it, you know, and it's not taking away from my life. And I, and I feel like I'm like married to it. Like it's gonna, like, I can't ever leave or I can't do something different. That's the day where I'll, I'll shift gears. But what I've learned is like this business and you know this too. Now it can be whoever the fuck you want it to be. Exactly. You don't have to have a gym. You can, and you might have one again someday. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say it is because like, we own the space here. I rent from myself. Mm -hmm. So essentially, you're, the way that you do it is the way that we do it. We just happen to still have people who come here. But at this point, especially because of like the pandemic bullshit, the people that are still fucking here are ride or die people. Mm -hmm. These are my friends. Mm -hmm. And this is basically like an extension of my fucking house. Yeah. Except at least here I can put things on the walls. At my own home, I can't do anything. <laughs> Uh, so if but I, but your wife has really nice taste. Yeah. If I, <laughs> if I die tomorrow, you can just sl slot in the next guy's face in the picture <laughs> and it's fine. I go, but the reason I say this is cause like, these are my friends here now. And so our internet stuff can support this if mm -hmm. it had to. So if this just became a thing, you know, where it was just, this is this community space and people do it. I'm, I'm cool with that. So my goal is just to grow everything organically. Mm -hmm. I don't say like, Hey, if the podcast doesn't get, you know, 7 million listeners this month, I'm fucking pissed off. I'm like, it's fine. If I'm helping enough people, I've learned that too. And you know this. It's just like, it's not a numbers game. It's mm -hmm. a depth instead of width. Mm -hmm. If I can go deep with, you know, 300 people and that's what it's going to be, that's fine. Now, I, I do I think I'm talented enough to talk and reach more. For surely I do. So if that's how it grows, it grows. But I'm like, the money and stuff, like, I just know if I help enough people, all that stuff is basically worked itself out. Mm -hmm. Probably the same thing for you. Yeah, I, th I think for a while I wasn't sure. It was like, what are we doing here? Like, I, I'm trying to build this company to become like a, like, corporation, you know? But is that what we want? Do we want to become multi-multi-millionaires? Or do we just want to become, like, a millionaire? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, like, that's the thing. what's the end goal? Well, like, if it's, you'll take on it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a small thing. And again, you're going to have to, and I use on as an example because, like, you're connected to it. It's bigger now mm -hmm. than it was five years ago. You're going to have to have probably investors, you're probably going to have to leverage debt and mm -hmm. do certain things. And the way that at least I want to do it here, I'm like, I, you know, if I'm gone tomorrow, this thing folds like a fucking lawn chair, yeah. which is super cool and super terrible at the same time. I'm like, but I like it because you have the control. And I use a Reebok too, as an example, because I'm like, there's so many levels to make any fucking change mm -hmm. and to do anything correctly. My dream was never, I don't want to have like, 17 coaches right i don't want to have four different locations i can't control the quality there right but with the internet we can s 
scale is as big and as deep as we want if we can control the quality there. And I'm like, this is going to change even for you. A year ago, you didn't think you'd be where you're at. Mm-hmm. Same thing for me. I don't think any of us, obviously. But I'm like, if it shifts to being something completely different, and as long as I'm having fun, I'm like, that should be the goal. Right. And use your talent because there's probably things you're doing today you didn't do two years ago. And I'm sure you talk way more now than you did in 2015. Yeah. Because you're getting older. So it's like you are you have experiences of working with, you know, 47-year-old Rick. And you can help that person. You can talk to him. You can speak to him. You can share things. And so maybe part of your programming becomes who fucking knows in the future. So Or maybe you make enough money where you're like, fuck it. I'll just have a space that's fun. Or it's like a real estate investment, essentially. Right. And then you just have a gym that's there. So... And you could be, if you want to get super fucking rich, you can do that too. Yeah. It's just like, I tell people, I'm like, if that was my goal, like I wouldn't be in fitness. No. Like I would do, any, if I did anything else to the same like level of craziness, I'd have 10 million more dollars than, I mean, it wouldn't even be close. It'd right. be like unreplicatable, but I'm like, I like doing this. Yeah. You and don't I, want to ever not like it, right? What's the, I mean, what's the fucking point? Right. If me waking up every day, like, oh, cool, dude. Like my, again, like I'm sure Heather sometimes wants to punch me in my face because I am so the way I am. I'm like, I've been doing this long enough and I'm good enough. I'm going to, I drive a 2008 Honda Accord. Do you think I really give a fuck about stuff? Right. Like I got about a Range Rover and paid a hundred grand cash for it seven, eight years ago. And I'm like, it's the same car. And again, I'm not against Range Rovers. I'm not crushing anybody who drives them. Like it's It's fine. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, so it's like, but if that's your thing, it's fine. I go, but to me, I'm like, I get here. The same way. Yeah. Either way. And at some point, if I reward myself with stuff, it's fine, but it's not the motivator for me. Right. If it was, I always say this, if we were less successful, I'd have more money. And what I mean is, do you know how many shit products we can fucking sell, dude? Yeah. Like you and me, like all of us, like we could just sell horse shit that we know doesn't work and people would eat it up all day that we know converts better. We could put together shit programs Mm -hmm. in two seconds and not, not, not say, hey, there's a cap on it. Just be like, yep, you can Go buy a, you can buy a thousand of them at three hundred bucks a pop, and we could do that all day. But who the fuck is that helping? Right. And that's not what I want my legacy to be. Right. So if I'm playing for something, and you say, what's the goal? I'm like, it's legacy. Mm-hmm. And that's maybe that's ego or what the fuck. It, I don't know what really drives it, but I'm like, I've I got money, and I'm gonna keep making money, and that's fine. If I need to do stuff for it, I'll figure it out. But I'm like, I want people to be like, well, you know what? The dude really he does what he's says he's a practitioner yeah he lives a life and that's somebody like that's what that's what's impressive to me like when i see like you or a bj or dave jack i'm like that's the kind of people i want to be around Mm -hmm. that like actually live it right and do it for the right reasons and if they do they'll all make money they'll be fine right which is crazy but man cool cool conversations dude um last thing uh and i'll get you out of here uh well you whatever shit you want to promote too uh <laughs> advice to the the people the beginners uh the intro people in fitness and nutrition they're maybe just starting out they don't know what they're doing what do you tell somebody I they're like maybe it. they stumble onto your page and they're like fuck she's way more fit than me i could never do her stuff because i'm assuming and i'm going to generalize here because i'm not a general person but females probably see you and they're like fuck dude she's a beast yo I can't do what she's doing. It's true. It's true. People are like intimidated by it. But or, they'll, a, or they'll say this, and I and take this with all the love in the world. Oh, I don't want to look like her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no offense, everybody. You fucking can't. Right. It's they, so but, hard. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, but they say, and I, and I use like, because like Fosh, right? She'll come in. I don't want to look like Colleen. I'm like, bro, 
do you fucking think you're going to look that way? Yeah. Like, it, it's it, not possible no. unless you... You die for it. Yeah. For like ever. Yeah. And like you live it. I go, I go, and when people are like, well, you know, Hannah's super lean. I go, dude, she does this for a living. Yeah. That's what my her, job is. Her right? brand is her fucking name. I'm yeah. like, if she looks like a bag of shit, they probably don't have much going on anymore. Yeah. So when somebody sees your stuff, maybe they come in, like, what is the beginner advice you give to them in terms of like training, eating, whatever? To not compare yourself or try and put yourself on the same level of someone that you want to be like because they didn't start there. So whenever anyone comes in and is like, man, if you're trying to get into fitness and all of a sudden you want to start one of my programs that's for an intermediate to an advanced athlete or individual, then you're only going to set yourself up for, for failure, right? And it's not a good feeling not being able to accomplish something and feeling that you're less than defeated. So start with something that's going to make you feel good, that you can accomplish, that is at the level that you're at right now. So that feeling of progress and that feeling of accomplishment is pretty motivating so that you can continue to progress and level up and start small man progressive overload is my go-to man just do a little bit more than you did the day before and don't try and sprint before you can walk and then the food stuff food stuff same thing man don't make it so complicated nutrition is everyone's so extreme they go from having a really shitty diet to all of a sudden wanting to go keto or they're going to intermittent fast or they're going to go vegan it's like why don't you just stop all that shit don't diet and just eat good food like eat food that will go moldy don't eat anything don't let your freezer be full of anything eat fresh nutritious healthy foods that and over time you just gradually it's gonna happen get better it will uh what do you want to promote bro what are you slinging these oh man Uh, the app where, where where, where can these guys what are we at? Two hours and 15 minutes. I like it. Um, where can these guys find you at first? So uh, my website will have everything, all training programs and apparel, which is hannahedenfitness.com. Um, and as far as the app goes, the app is popping on the App Store right now. It's available on the App Store and for Android or at hefttraining.vhx.tv. Boom. Boom. Instagram? Instagram, hannaheden underscore fitness. Nice, dude. Um, yeah, and the clothing line. Clothing line is FYR Apparel. That's also available on HannahEdenFitness.com. Boom. I will try to link all this in the show notes, but I'm lazy. But uh, I'll do most of it. You'd be cool. Uh, they'll find you. If you don't know her, she used to be the crazy person with red hair. <laughs> now she's just still the crazy person. She's just got a fresh, new, healthy There you go. haircut. Uh, I appreciate it, bro. I really appreciate your time, too. It's really been a, a cool journey, and a lot has happened since the last time we connected, so it's awesome to resonate. It's uh, in your picture. I got you're like right in front of me in my in the wall here always. A Brady bunch. So I see like me, you. Well, this one's me, you, and Alexia, and then I got the one with all of us together because that's a rare. I think about that too sometimes. Like how that's such a rare group of humans mm-hmm. to get together. Um, I don't think Men's Health really understood what they had there either with that. Like if we were to redo that, like on our own and sell that shit. Oh, we'd kill it. Like, that would crush it. So hardcore. Maybe we need a reunion. I know. When, when the world is normal, and I can get BJ to come out of his... Uh, he's in LA. I know. California's the worst. He can come here, because it's like the Wild West. He won't give a fuck. Uh, but yeah, me, you, him, Lex, that would be tight. I'm down. So I'm always in a, I'm always out here. So we should just got to get BJ over here. Yeah, he just an RV away. Just an RV away. That's it, bro. That's right. Um, thank you, dude. I thank really you. appreciate it. It's amazing. Um, you guys, I'll link all her stuff in the show notes. You'll be able to see it. Uh, we'll take a photo. I'll put it on Instagram. That'll be my post for the day today. Uh, get out of that. And uh, we'll promote the hell out of this. But uh, yeah, uh, if you guys 
I don't recommend a lot of people uh, to follow because I don't really watch anybody's stuff, but she is a real one, and uh, there's not that many of them out there. So I would say follow her, watch it. Anything she's telling you to do or saying is uh, is the stuff you should be doing. So Thank you, man. That's, that's uh, huge. I appreciate that. Yes, so appreciate you guys. Uh, if you happen to be in iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app, scroll your finger all the way down, drop it a five-star, leave a comment. I truly would appreciate it. Give Hannah a follow in the process. And until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.